Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Vleeties. Thank you so much for downloading on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I think wherever you get your podcasts, except that Amazon Music app. I haven't quite cracked Amazon Music. Follow me on Twitter, <laughs> at Vleeties. Thank you so much. We're here live, trovo.live slash Vleeties. My name is Ryan Van Vliet. I co-host the whole effing show with Kevin Scampoli Wednesday nights immediately following AEW Dynamite, but on Tuesdays and Thursdays. It's me and my good buddy, Zach. Zach, what is Geezy, my friend? How are you? I'm doing great. It is Tuesday, July 27th. I feel like this year is taking forever, just like last year. It hasn't ended, man. It's funny, like, especially with, like, now that there's, like, a Delta variant rise, like, people are kind of getting back into that mode. Like, my, my son's school is back in the you-gotta-wear-a-mask mode. And I like the way that it was phrased to me because I went. I haven't been wearing a mask. I went in there for, like, a week straight without a mask. I pretended I didn't <laughs> see the email. And uh, the person working at the front goes, yeah, some of the parents are concerned, so they asked that we do the mask thing again. And I was like, <laughs> I know what fucking parents this was. And like, and, and like, you know, I don't, I don't mean to make this like a race thing or whatever, but clearly my first idea was like, is this like an Asian thing? Like, cause all the, a lot of the Asian parents never stop wearing their mask. And then on the other side of that, is this a liberal thing? Because like it is, even all these vaccinated liberals are back to just like, no, you, we need to wear the mask. Everyone needs to get vaccinated. We, get, we need to get the numbers down again. And then we can go back to our normal lives. Because it does seem like people people are starting to buy toilet paper again. Like it's turning into that thing of, oh, well, we did all this last year. Let's just do it again. Why toilet paper? I still, have we not learned in a fucking year? I will say, though, I was in the gym yesterday and i was a little nervous because it was fucking packed we we're still no mask utah going strong our numbers are rising but holy fuck like it was i didn't even enjoy it regardless of covid it was fucking packed but now i'm thinking like fuck i'm breathing all over this and and i and this is where and this is something that i did have written down because i do want to talk about the olympics tonight because last week i was talking shit about uh, the Olympics, you know, like, and this happened with the NFL draft. Same exact thing. Like, people ask me, like, hey, are you going to watch the Olympics? And my answer is, like, I don't give a shit about the Olympics. Fast forward to the Olympics started on Friday. I've watched the Olympics every day <laughs> since then. Probably for multiple hours every day, I have been watching the Olympics. Like, I'm sure Sonic Gino is so upset because, like, I haven't watched Impact yet. I haven't watched SmackDown yet. I did watch MLW, like I watched the Battle Riot, which is outstanding, but that's pretty much it, dude. Like I have just been watching Olympics, Olympics, Olympics. Like it's just been in my head. But before we get to the Olympics, something that kind of drove me like a little mad today, I'll just say it. Um, Sonic Gino says Battle Riot was great. Battle Riot was great. See, I told you that, Zach. The Battle Riot was outstanding for those who are unfamiliar. Major League Wrestling has their own take on the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble, the 30-man over the top row battle royal where people enter in intervals. What they do in a battle riot is they do all that, everything I just said. Everyone enters in intervals of like 60 or 90 seconds. So you start with two guys in the ring. The twist that they put on it is they still have pinfalls or submission, which is kind of fun because there are times where like, you know, you remember Royal Rumble, Zach, where like Stone Cold enters the Royal Rumble, stuns like 18 guys, but nobody really gets eliminated, you know, like. It's just a big moment of, what a bunch of stunners. You know, this is like, <laughs> this is different because it's like, stunner, pins a guy. Stunner, pins a guy. Stunner, pins a guy. So somebody can come in and look dominant by just fucking 
bulldozing through you know a bunch of dudes with pinfalls rather than just throwing them over the top. So that's a lot of fun. So that took place on that took place last Saturday, but they did a special like they aired it on YouTube this this past Saturday. So I got to watch it. And it was really fucking great. I mean, my guy won too. So no spoilers, but my guy won. Um, <laughs> but Zach, I have this weird feeling, and this comes maybe from seeing the movie, obviously, but also being what I would consider a you know I would consider a red pill you know a conservative individual, if you will. Someone who does. There are moments in my life where I, I do side with the left a little bit more, but uh, I, I feel like, and Zach, back me up if you've ever felt this way. I feel like I'm in the Truman Show, like recently, where <laughs> now I'm gonna knock on wood as many times as I can because, like, I've had this throughout my entire life where like somebody gets, uh, I'm knocking on wood hard. Wet West Nile virus. Remember, like everyone was so scared of like West Nile virus, like, and here I am in living in California at the time like worried about this thing but i never got it so i'm kind of already like okay well i was really worried about this and it never happened to me and then like, major things throughout life you know whether it's you know whether it's like hurricane katrina or the joplin tornadoes or the earthquake uh like you know the 91 earthquake like all of these natural disasters and all these catastrophes everything happens around me but it doesn't happen to me and it also doesn't happen in a way that i see like, you could tell me the freeze, like in Texas, was the biggest catastrophic event of my life. You know, I lived in a place. Oh, Geezy's a subscriber here on Trovo. Thank you. But I don't know, like, Zach, have you lived in a moment like that? Because I, I keep looking at catastrophes and I'm starting to just think maybe I'm immune or maybe because <laughs> even with COVID and I'm going to knock on wood again, knocking on wood, everybody. Maybe I'm immune, but it just seems like all these things happen in the world, but they don't happen to me. I 1,000% agree because, fuck, I, maybe that's just our white privilege, man. Sure. We've never experienced tragedy. Like, well, we lived through 9-11. Yeah. Well, and that's, but, and that's, and I've made this argument before, like, because, you know, people ask me, I've, I've talked to atheists, like, how could you believe in God? It's like, well, like, how can you, you know, how, how can you believe God if you've never seen him? It's like, well, I've never seen Boston, but I'm assuming if I travel that way, it'll be there. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, we live our lives with a lot of faith built in. And I've never been to New Orleans, but on, on TV, I saw they got attacked by a hurricane, and I just believe everything I see. <laughs> wait, and, wait. <laughs> they got attacked by a hurricane? Yeah, <laughs> the hurricane got them. Is that okay. how we phrase it? Yeah, like. But no, I'm just I'm just using that as an example because even COVID was the same thing where, like swine flu. I remember swine flu was like a big deal, and w like we just lived our lives like ah eh, whatever. But like I'm starting to just get this feeling. But I've had this feeling before that I am in a bubble because even like my so I have family members. I have a lot of family members who are conservative and a lot that are liberal, and I I, I noticed some of the liberal ones were posting these tweets and articles for doctors and stuff. And then I go look into these doctors, and they're, like, not real doctors, or they're tweeting. Once Jeezy says, attacked by a hurricane. Don't get attacked by the hurricanes, everybody. All right? Watch out for those those pesky hurricanes that are attacking people, all right? <laughs> I know they come out and look for you individually. Dude, I don't know why, but I am dripping sweat already. Dude, I, it's so hot in this room. That's why I got to wear that <laughs> when I'm in here. But that's, but that's what I mean, Zach. I'm just, I'm convinced. No, I, I totally understand. 
exactly what you're saying. Like, I felt that way. Same thing. We're how many months into COVID? And I know people that have gotten it. I don't know anybody who's been even close to having to go to the hospital. I know like people of people, like friends of people that I've never even met them that have been in the hospital or died, but it's like so many levels disconnected that it doesn't seem real. Well, and even like I would hear, you know, you listen to these like conspiracy theorists and they talk about like crisis actors and shit, you know, like that's just their argument for whenever, you know, how do they get all these parents to lie that the, the, you know, like Sandy Hook, the people that don't believe Sandy Hook happened. Like those people, their argument is they're all crisis actors, which is like, wait, what? Like you, assu- <laughs> yeah. you're assuming, like you're assuming that all they, that somebody for whatever reason you you want to say anti-gun people or whatever hired all of these actors to say that their children died and to cry on the news, and just rant rant you know just ridiculous claims like that. And I say they're all ridiculous, but then I go into my Truman Show model, and I do have moments of like. You know, let's say my friend Jason tells me something, right? Sometimes in my head, at least now, I have this weird, like, am I being Truman Showed right now? Like, is it, are the producers telling Jason this character in my life as a television show? Like, someone that I still keep in contact with very frequently, are they, is, are the producers telling him, hey, I know you never talk like this to Ryan, but we kind of need an interesting story arc. Send him this. You know, like that's just I, that's been going on in my head these past couple of weeks, like with the new Delta variant and with, you know, going back to Ralphie school. Hey, Ryan, can you wear a mask? Just all these little things. I'm I'm conv- I'm starting to be convinced slowly, Zach, that every like you're even a crisis actor. Like you were also put there. <laughs> Kevin was a crisis actor. Like everyone's just fake, and you're all just. I'm watching the one me. sent here to agree with you, so that you're you don't actually go crazy. Yeah, like they saw. And yeah, I validate your feelings enough. That you think you're like, oh, maybe it is possible, but I don't know. But it, it keeps you from really going full overboard psychosis where because if everybody starts denying it, then you're like, holy shit. Well, and Hunter, they're you know, all in on it. Hunter was my like just kind of became my co-host out of nowhere. Like I just talked to Hunter all the time. <laughs> Maddie Spice brings up a good point in the chat. Um, I definitely should uh, <laughs> reference the Truman Show as a movie. So um, I guess I should be describing these events as they're happening. The Truman Show is a movie. It came out in, what, late 90s. It's Jim Carrey. And essentially, Jim Carrey is an orphan. Or he's not an orphan, but the second he is born, he is given, in a way, to this uh, to this television show. They're gonna, well, he was born on TV, right? He he? Was, that's right. Yeah, he was born on TV. And, you know, who they, the, this show adopted him and pretty much said, this you know this guy's entire life is going to be broadcast on this show this 24 7 stream of one person's life you're going to watch him grow up you're going to see him as a kid you're going to see him as an adult like there nothing is nothing is off limits and that's really what the truman show was where it's one real guy with real emotions and the producers would you know oh he's going to marry this woman they throw this woman in front of him and kind of force her kind of force him to fall in love with her and, and what's the most clever thing they did to make him stay? Because he lived in a dome. He lived in a dome, but, you know, they, they, they made him afraid of the water. They Deathly afraid of the water, and they af- surrounded him by water. He lived on an island, and he almost drowned, and he was a kid, so he just assumed that he was going to die if he ever went on the water again. 
and he even tries to like drive off the dome and or like you know he just drives for no reason one day <laughs> and they like stop him you know they really you know there's a fire oh the, no the bridge is out today bridge is out sorry you know okay well let's go around no you can't go around You're like but that's what i feel like well, sometimes i'm in this dome and guys like ben shapiro and john favreau like all these people all these political pundits that i've just wait, john favreau the other John, the guy who used to write speeches for Barack Obama, not oh, okay. not uh, the director, but yeah, like just th- just these guys that I just re- like I didn't get into politics until last year, and that was because I was cooped up. So part of the story, <laughs> part part of the story is, hey, we're gonna have COVID. Ryan's gonna be locked up for a few months. He's gonna subscribe to the Daily Wire. He's gonna really get into these like anti-protesting movements and stuff. So yeah, it's. That's what I'm starting to realize is that, oh, my gosh, I'm just in a show and you're all watching and laughing. Well, it's dude, you you just got to get into simulation theory. Yeah, I know. Because it's a similar idea is just how do I know me talking to you isn't just me talking in the computer program that my fucking brain is connected to. right? Yes. Now. It's a, well. And, that, and that's the thing. Like, all of this was meant to happen <laughs> as it's happening. Like, that's that's what. That's the other thing that I kind of am taking away from these past couple months, these past couple years. Like, in 2016, I, I, you know, let's throw this out there. I may have voted for Donald Trump. I did, okay? I didn't like Hillary. It wasn't like I was this super Trump fan. It was like I normally lean towards Republican-leaning ideologies. So if it's party versus party, I guess I'll vote for the red one. Um, I also looked at Gary Johnson, the Libertarian candidate, but. Um, I, I didn't really care. You know, I didn't really care. I stayed up late watching the election results, and I was, like, shocked. You know, oh, my gosh, Trump might win. And then I fell asleep, and then he ended up winning, which was shocking. But here we are four years later, and I'm watching Daily Wire. I'm listening to Pod Saves America because I want to get the other side. Like, I'm listening to all this content just being absorbed by politics. Now, you could just say that's me getting older, but also it's like maybe that's what pr- the producers wanted me to do true uh that could I would be go it. on the side of getting older though because i was in the same exact place yeah i didn't give a fuck i don't know maybe it was just that important like dude voting for fucking george w or who did he run against john Kerry in 04 he john Kerry in 04 and al gore in 2000 so i mean See, it's like if either of them won what's i mean what's gonna happen yeah, Hillary I, was like, "Ooh, fuck." Well, I think honestly, and to be honest, I think if Hillary won, we're seeing what it would have been like. It would just be high gas prices, high lumber cost, uh, electricity rates going up. I mean, it would just be what we see already. No more. Uh, and then Trump would have won unanimously. After. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that's that's what I wonder. Is really, you know, we talk about election integrity. Like, just throwing all that aside. I don't see that many liberals that really enjoy Joe Biden as president. Like, if anything, I'm starting to see a bit of a turn where I felt like a year ago, conservatives were like just the number one easiest target to to get canceled, to ban, to just completely like destroy. Now it seems like in 2021, there's almost this weird slow betrayal that's happening where, you know, uh, I saw one uh, today, like Megan Rapinoe was you know she's got like a cbd commercial that's airing during the olympics so why is it okay if megan rapino is pushing cbd as an athlete but shikari richards can't smoke you know weed like 
So because she's white. But now, the, now the the liberals or the radical left, whatever you want to say, now they're the ones looking at it like, well, hold on, this is racism. This is systemic racism because Megan Rapinoe is white, so she gets a CBD. But she ad. has purple hair, so it's okay. Well, and that and that's the argument is like, well, Megan Rapinoe's on the left as well, but there's still this level of oppression and this level of where we need to rank things. Like in my mind, Shakari Richards shouldn't have been, uh, you know, banned from the Olympic team. Now I will say it wasn't. <laughs> The Olympic Committee that actually that caught her it was the U.S. It was like the USA Drug Association, like it was USADA. They were the ones who busted her for for a marijuana pop, which is like I mean, so America should have smoked that Delta Eight. She should have got Delta Eight, or the or it should, USADA just removed it from their list. Like they've already moved it from like the Nevada Athletic Commission. They've gotten rid of it. Like so, all these other athletic commissions are getting rid of marijuana being a, a drug that's flagged. How come? Uh, like how come for this specific situation, it's still oh no you can't run and smoke weed like again I don't see why it, it's illegal in that regard like what's the difference between smoking weed after a race and getting like like blackout drunk like <laughs> I think I think the argument is the next day you'd feel fine after smoking a bunch of weed yeah exactly so it's performance enhancing yeah like <laughs> like that's oh maybe who cares about the health of the athletes just don't give any advantages well it's i mean it's just and it's all it's the almighty dollar my friend like it's so weird that like there must be something that because alcohol is regulated by the united states treasury department okay that's why when you buy a can of beer it doesn't <laughs> have the calories on it it doesn't have the nutrition no, it's facts. not come on no look it up it's not reg it's not regulated by uh the food atf drug. no atf uh, ammunition no um dude come on what? Alcohol, tobacco, I know it's and alcohol. Firearms. I know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I like to call it the because I watch uh, what's it called, Sons of Anarchy. They never talk about alcohol. That but is fucking frustrating. They don't put calories on goddamn beers because it's not regulated by the United <sighs> States or uh, the the USDA or whatever. It's not. Look it up. I've watched many videos. <laughs> That's why the ingredients aren't in the can either, because they don't have to do that. Like if you're selling a candy bar and you get approval from you know the United States, uh, what, what is it, Drug Association? to actually are the food and drug administration the fda like if for them to look at this stuff um like you have to list your ingredients you have to put the nutritional content like there's all these these all these regulations you need to live to to adhere by to be able to sell your product beer doesn't have to do that because it's not regulated by the food and drug it's regulated by the treasury because alcohol maybe like you're saying where they had atf they're able to kind of move it around through the government and maybe conspiracy Whoever's in charge of big alcohol is keeping marijuana illegal because, like, look, mar like, like I just said. That's for sure true. Like, if you want to keep the athletes drinking your drinking booze and not smoking, you make smoking a banned substance. You try Who's and the number one advertiser in everything? Who's got the best oh. Super Bowl spots? Oh, yeah. It's always Bud Light, Miller, like, Miller Light, all always. these companies. Like, you remember for sure. Like what the Bud Light commercial was, and you know, yeah, I, I'm surprised at this point. It's like, why does Bud Light need to fucking advertise? <laughs> like, don't you get to a point where everybody in the world knows what the fuck Bud Light is? There's some companies that I kind of think did that, like you know, in in like remember, like once you pop the fun, don't stop, like Pringles, like, like maybe, I, dude, Coke. When's the last time you saw a Coke commercial? Well, like I think around Christmas time they do the bears and shit. But oh, and they had that commercial, but this is a couple years ago, but I remembered it. It was Coke. <laughs> the commercial was so genius because it was like Coke with food. 
because it was like people ordering a burger or a pizza <laughs> and like what drink do you want with your food you want a coca-cola and i was like that's a great commercial because it's so true <laughs> Like a Coke classic with any food is the best. A pair, no, a, a Mexican real Coke. It pairs with so Albertos, well. <laughs> chicken, cheese, and sour cream only. Chicken, cheese, sour cream burrito. That's it. Yeah, dripping sour cream. No, but I'm, but that's that's why alcohol. Like I feel like there's this reason why, despite the DUIs and despite all the negative the negative connotations alcohol has, weed is still the one that's like taboo, just because it's been drilled into everyone's heads by the united states government that that's the taboo one so that- i think it, it's probably 75 25 i think 25 percent for sure alcohol companies lobby constantly in washington to keep it illegal i also isn't coke don't aren't they like working on weed infused drinks once it becomes legal because they're they, going to cash in on that they fucking have, money they do have cbd drinks like already like it's funny i you know i i drink rain energy drinks they have one that's called Stoked, and it's infused with CBD. How many milligrams? It's of CBD. Yeah, I don't know the CBD content, but the caffeine was three hundred, which is like perfect. <laughs> oh, so it was like a rain with CBD, and I loved it. It was, and the guy was like, "Yeah, I don't know why they make this. Like, you know, if if, if you want to, like, if, CBD is amazing. Like, if you want to get drunk, why would you? Or if you want to like get amped up, why would you want CBD?" I was like, have you ever put CBD in your alcohol? No, never. I really haven't. Dude, lift off. (laughs) Dude, you put like a couple drops of CBD in a beer and you're good for like an hour. You're just relaxed. You're just chilling. Like it really is. Yeah. It it really is. um, And I still have some CBD. I was doing it for a while, but. I just wasn't. Nah, you need the good shit. You don't need to smoke that shit. You got to get drops. And, well, I, ha- I have the drops, too. I have the drops, too. Okay. And, and it just wasn't really like. Um, you got to take way more than they suggest, though. Oh. Because you yeah. can't take too much. You got to take like 100 milligrams at a time. Like, like one, yeah, you, you kind of take one drop a day or whatever. Like, yeah, it, it really was like I needed something um, not just maybe not mind altering. Yeah, it's mind altering. I'll just I can admit it like. Because when you're overly stressed out or you're having these, like, anxiety issues and you're relying on CBD, which is supposed to, like, calm you down, there does need – for me, at least, I do want a level of psychoactiveness where, like, you, mm-hmm. look, you look at Delta 8 or you, you know, look at alcohol. That stuff affects the way you feel, you know, not just mentally but even physically. Like, you know, I, I drink a few beers and suddenly I have no more back pain. I got no more neck pain. I just feel fucking great. Same with same with Delta 8. Like – you, you know, while I'm at the gym and I'm and it, you hit Delta Eight, you don't feel sore. You don't. You're not scared. You don't feel anything, bro. Like yeah, like it, like you, every lift, you're so hyper. You're so hyper focused that by the time you get to your tenth rep, you're kind of like thinking, like, was that a long time? I was so <laughs> I was so zoned in on doing the reps perfectly that I don't even know how long that took. Like I could have been rep. You know, th- those ten reps could have took me ten seconds or a minute. Like I don't even know. So I, I love that feeling because I'm so zoned in. Everything else is blocked out. Outside world is completely gone. And I love that. So I think that's where the difference is where people are like CBD. I think you're convincing me to get back to doing it because I've pretty much stopped. I've got I've I've got the uh, legal Utah medical card. Yeah, you got a Utah med card. I mean, like, but I, even when I do, I get ten to one CBD to THC because <laughs> so, the CBD is where it's at, man. So for me, I, like, I I don't know, man. I'm just 
I don't know how much is in this this pen, this Moonwalker or Skywalker <laughs> pen. I forget what it's called. I swear I think it's finally empty. It's been a good run. But I, I needed to get away from it anyway after all this time. But it really is like – I don't, and there is CBD in this as well. I don't know how much. I don't know what the ratio is. But I just know from smoking the CBD or drinking the CBD compared to hitting this pen, it's been night and day. Like I would much rather smoke this pen than anything else. And that's why I think – like you look at Kevin's in the chat. Welcome. What's up, Kevin? Dropping F bombs immediately. Calling us <laughs> calling us F words because we don't smoke weed every day. Kevin's Multiple like a pro. F-words. I remember when Kevin had the volcano and the grinder and all that stuff. Oh like, Lord. I give so stoners are an interesting not even stoners, just people that smoke weed. Sorry, Kevin. These these regular <laughs> cannabis users. Um it really is fascinating that they, it doesn't end at, hey, I have a pen, or hey, I have, um, hey, I have like a, a piece. Like it, it turns into, hey, I have a volcano shaped machine <laughs> where I grind my, um, I grind my marijuana and I put it in this volcano shaped like vaporizer and it loads up a balloon for me and I rip the balloon. Like it's insane. Um, and then Kevin's acting like Delta 8 doesn't do anything. I want to smoke with Kevin because <laughs> he probably is the highest guy in the world right now. But <laughs> as far as the Olympics go, honestly, marijuana shouldn't be a banned substance. But should sexuality be banned for the Olympics, Zach? Like, this has been so frustrating for me these past couple days watching this thing. Like, do you think there is a blatant um, – what's the word? What's the word? Like – exploitation of women who compete at the Olympics like do you think NBC or the United States whatever are we only pushing hot attractive women uh is it just a coincidence that all of our athletes are hot attractive women well that's I don't know. so that's what that's kind of what my argument is what's like do you want the women to look dumpy like what do you okay want? I mean half of being hot and attractive is you're a world-class fucking athlete and you're super in shape yeah that's my argument because even like because even you know you see simone biles out there like her body she's just in shape she's got nice legs all of these women are just put together so well they all have great skin they take care of themselves they take you know so it really is like you should aspire to be that but we live in a culture now of like pushing you know you don't want to be fat phobic and pushing, you know, this acceptance of how everybody looks and getting away. Victoria's Secrets advertising uh, trans people and not sexy women anymore. Like kind of this switch in society where people tune into the Olympics and they're looking for something to get mad at. And they're like, why are they pushing on like the beach volleyball players? You know, they all wear the bikinis and they're out there in the sun playing volleyball. Is that TWFS says, why is every frozen pizza so terrible it can't be that difficult? I, I 100% agree. I don't – all frozen – got to be DiGiorno, bro. Come all on. frozen food suffers just because it's frozen. I don't know what it is about flash hey. freezing something. Hey, ice cream doesn't suffer. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> I don't need – frozen food. I don't need to heat that back up, I guess. <laughs> like, when, even when I – you know, I, I would get, like, hungry man dinners or whatever. Like, sometimes I'd eat them and they'd be good. Other times they're fucking terrible. <laughs> and then Kevin tried that screaming Sicilian. I think that's the, like the brown box with like mm. the clear to show you what it is. Like, and the mouth, the mouth is open. You can see the pizza through. Yeah, it. yeah. I never, I never trust any of those pizzas. I don't fuck those. with that. Like even like, DiGiorno's are okay, but there's nothing better than just getting a fucking pizza from your pizza spot. Like, 
dude, cheat meal Saturday, fucking Little Caesars, bro. I don't know how you still eat at Little Caesars. I can't even get convince my wife to eat. It just makes me feel naughty when I buy Little Caesars. I I would feel very naughty as well, just (laughs) because I can't imagine eating there like on purpose. It's like, do you do you you remember that Simpsons episode where Homer wanted to get so fat so he could work from home? Yes, I do remember. And they told him. His diet was if you rub it on stuff and you can see through it, then eat it because it's so greasy. And he's at the chicken wing place and he wipes it on the wall and you can see through the wall. That's that's, that's little. That's Caesar's. the food that we need to get on. That's we all need. grease. I've been this keto thing. There's a lot more fat I've noticed. Like even today. Oh, by the way, bro, keto fucked me up. Did you have like one of those days? I got so dehydrated. I was having heart palpitations for like three days. Why did you not? What are you smoking too much Delta Eight? <laughs> It, it took me two days to fix it, and in those two days, both days, I drank four body armors, and I had four of these. Uh, I bought like an electrolyte scoop that, <laughs> in each of those drinks, had 400 milligrams of potassium, and I had to do that for two days to stop having heart palpitations. What did you do on the key? Why? So how are you getting dehydrated? Are you ha- like having too much salt? So no, the opposite. Keto dehydrates you. And I was drinking a shitload of water on top of it, but I wasn't, I was like super, I wasn't eating anything with potassium in it. And I don't put salt on anything because I have a high blood pressure. <laughs> so well, like I was sweating. Keto's supposed I, to get rid of that. I mean, you're supposed to be able to eat salt <laughs> again. Because honestly, I know, I know, this is from experience. Like when I moved to Texas in 2015, I had high, I had hypertension and the high blood pressure issues. And they told me to not eat meat, like, or a lot of foods that were high in sodium, like, like bologna or ham or turkey or whatever. And then uh, with doing like a low sodium diet, you're just eating bread and sugar and shit. So <laughs> it's like being vegan. So I just started eating meat and veggies. And regardless of counting sodium, once you start losing weight, you start, I mean, that hypertension goes away anyway. And I'm surprised Dude, that you got. One week, my blood pressure went from like 195 over, or not 195. Jeez. Jeez. It started <laughs> out really high and then it got really <laughs> higher. <laughs> started out i think because i went to the doctor two weeks in a row one one week it was like 150 over 90 and the next week it was 130 over 80 in yeah. a week so <laughs> yeah that go well so for that's me that's why for like eight years they've told me you need high blood blood pressure medication i said fuck you <laughs> i'm 30 years old and my diet is shit just let me try that out first. yeah just pi- well they just give you a water pill that's all and i drink do. gallons of fucking alcohol every weekend so what do you expect yeah they they really just um they, they really just get rid of like they, they want you to have no salt which i get like oh sodium raises your blood pressure and you, you retain more water but once you start losing like i feel like again this is another one of those truman show things like doctors were told that by somebody it's not like each doctor does their own independent study so when they're mm-hmm. t- when they're telling you don't eat foods high in sodium that'll reduce your blood pressure and then like somebody like me or other athletes you know me uh oh you're calling yourself an athlete and, and other athletes like myself and simone biles um it really is like you know i just proved your science wrong which is like what what's jeezy you- says velides is a world-class athlete i am a world-class <laughs> athlete thank you so much keezy and yeah, Kevin in the chat, Vladis doesn't want to make Delta Eight a habit. True, I'm <laughs> sure. And I don't want to make. I don't want to drink seltzers every day. I don't want to do most of this shit every day. Um, but I don't. But find- the other, th- they don't tell you. Even most of the shit they give you for high blood pressure medication, it's fucking potassium. 
it doesn't matter that you eat too much salt. The problem is you don't. It's the balance of salt and potassium that fucks you up. When I had a banana the other day, I didn't realize how not keto those things were. I mean, they are like <laughs> there's a lot of carbohydrates in a banana. <laughs> like I almost feel like, like you know, I, I I talked about this with with my wife as far as like a lifestyle change. There should be this. I can have a banana because it like grows out of the earth. You know. Yeah. Like I wish. Dude, honestly, I think at least every weekend one day i'm going carb heavy because it resets like you're already resetting your uh insulin levels for sugar yeah so you got to put a little sugar in there so it responds well and, and i don't and there are people that do that athletes like myself there there is like, i eat a whole fucking pizza this weekend and i still lost there money. is like carb cycling and shit like that where yeah it's you know you have one day of eating car the rock has this cheat day so if i have like no sugar the entire week and then on like Saturday, I'm like, "Fuck it, dude, beers." Uh, I know beers. it's not like sugar, sugar, but you know, let's have some carbs today. I think that I think that makes sense as far as like just one day of like not. <laughs> Bro, you could still smash like ten Miller Lights on keto and be fine. That's what I was telling my my wife. We saw a commercial from Michelob Ultra, and they make sure to put on there two point six carbs. So as long as I have a Michelob Ultra and then eat like a block of cheese right after. I mean, I'll be keep. I'll be. Your ketosis. macros are perfect. My macros will be fucking set. Like no you problem. Shit for four days. No, yeah, it'll be totally fine. I'll just be full of cheese and beer, and it'll be a fucking party. <laughs> but I was just curious by this ad because, like, I, I I do watch the Olympics with my wife, and <clears throat> we were watching them with our friend the other day, and you know, even he was saying that the rough part about the Olympics, especially with the gymnasts, is like you don't know which ones are like above the age of eighteen. Because you really don't. Like, a lot of these women have, like, nice bodies. And it's like, is she 17? Is she legal? Like, where are we at? Where's that line? We're never going to we, – like, we don't know because they don't tell you the ages. Hey, you know what Matthew McConaughey says about that. Hey, they, they stay the same age, you know? Like, <laughs> which, uh, by the way, like, would not fly today. But I just – I've been watching – Oh, P.S. Highly recommend his book. You So you said you were listening to Green Lights, right? Or did you Ooh, read it? Ooh, so good. Listening to it. And he narrates it, so it's even better. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if I get it. <laughs> you said it's like a commercial the whole time. It's like a Lincoln commercial the entire time. So, Dude, I, he is a fucking wild man. Well, did you hear the story about when he when he, when he he wrote the he wrote the book? Like, you know, he, he got a camper and drove out into the middle <laughs> of the desert and just wrote for, like, a weekend and didn't want anyone to bother him. And this is the result of that week, that weekend. Did you know for, like, 15 years he drove the country in a camper? No, I did not know that. Dude, he – dude, it's so good. His childhood was fucking wild. Even when he started getting famous, like, he stayed – he lived in a fucking trailer park in Malibu when he first met his wife. They're like, ah, I don't want this house in the Hollywood Hills. We're going to take the AeroStream down to the trailer park. Beautiful. Dude, you got to listen. I, I, well, I, I heard him talk about it on my good friend Rich Eisen's show like many months ago when the book was about to come out. So, yeah, like I, I, I like Matthew McConaughey. I do get a little nervous when celebrities tiptoe into the I'm going to run for office thing. Like, I, it's not I'd that I vote for that fucking guy. That's the problem, though, is like we could, like, if The Rock so ever. You don't like Ronald Reagan? Uh, no, I don't. Not Arnold anymore. Arnold Schwarzenegger? So those that's those guys are part of the problem though, where it's like they just <laughs> ran. Nobody like really like at least I wasn't there for the debates. I don't know what their policies are like. I've never seen them California. Like, and I'm even worried now. Like reporters are going to grill each other. Like they're not going to grill these celebrities if they like the celebrities. You hey, know, did they actually grill Obama though? Um, 
I don't know. I feel like he would have to listen to some Fox News stuff, and <laughs> there would be, th- there would definitely be. I have seen a Reagan debate now that I said that out loud. <laughs> Kevin even wrote it in the chat. I know his policies, Kevin, and I know, but I'm just saying at that Reaganomics, bro. Come on. I know, but I'm saying at that time, you hear an actor is just going to run for office. It's exciting. It's sexy. So when The Rock runs for poli- for for president, and everybody's like, "This is a great idea. I love The Rock." It's like, yeah, but what if The Rock? You know, what if he has these insane policies that we just, you know, we're going to raise the funding on education. We're going to do it. We're going to tax everyone roughly an additional 15% to help pay for my new school ideas. This is going to be great. Hey, uh, like, hey, Rock, we actually need some more money over here. Perfect. (laughs) Malachi Black says now Vlides is back. Does that mean my strange addiction is back or are we done with that? This is my strange addiction. I'm addicted. Politics. <laughs> I'm addicted to, like, yeah, I'm addicted to just looking at the world from this lens because I know a bunch of idiots will vote for The Rock regardless of what he even says. Like, he. he well, d- here's the thing, man. I, and I've, he, I just thought through this and I probably changed what I think about the president. Don't you want the president to be a good fucking manager? Sure. There's no, nobody in the world is smart enough to know everything you should do as the president. You should be good at finding people that know what the fuck they're doing and put them in positions and listen to them. Well, that's why. And honestly, like, I hate to be this guy, but that's what that's what also helped makes me like Donald Trump, like so much. Like he, he just put a, put aside, you know, Trump Tower and like his real life business. Just look at fucking that television show. Nobody should have liked that show. <laughs> that show is such a <laughs> what a stupid idea for a television show. And it went on for multiple seasons. It was a huge hit. Like, I, I watched it in middle school. Like, why would I want to watch this show? And here I am watching The Apprentice. Like, I liked Donald Trump's, like, just view of how a business should should be run. Now, you can make arguments. Oh, he's lost so many millions over the years. Sure, he's made bad investments here and there, but he's still at the end of it all, standing on top of his, his ivory tower or his ebony tower. Look, I, I thought I saw in the news while he was president, his resorts made his single largest source of revenue was his resorts made nine hundred and seventy million dollars for him while he was president. Well, sure. I mean, people would. Hey, now when you go to a yeah, Trump resort or a Trump town, like even, it is funny because in, in Hawaii, they were protesting outside of like Trump's building in Honolulu, which he hasn't been to in like 25 years. Like he, <laughs> he, he's it's not even related to him. So a bunch of companies got together <laughs> And they said, hey, we want a Trump Tower in Honolulu. Let's pay Trump. It's a franchise. Yeah, we're going to use his name so <laughs> that way people will want to come and work in the Trump Tower. So that's all that. That's all Trump's affiliation with that tower. And people are protesting it like he's in there listening. It's like, no, Trump's just stacking bills as you're putting more recognition that he's got his own building in Honolulu. So like, we, I feel like when you look at the president, yes, I feel like you want somebody – who is a good manager, you know, you flip it over to Joe Biden. He's almost the example of like what I wouldn't want, where it's like we have we have the rock who has zero years as politician and we have Joe Biden who has 50 where it's like, look, you already he doesn't know where he's at. Most of the you've time, you've already been in office for, for 50 years. You voted on some pretty controversial shit that your party has seemed to completely forgiven you for or is just <laughs> overlooking. Like, I don't understand why you're being held to a different standard. Like all the footage we have of Joe Biden equals canceled. Like it well, really because he kneeled, so he's yeah. fine now. He yeah he he bent the knee. He bent the knee. 
once you bend the knee, you kind of get saved a little bit. Like you could be Megan Rapino and be promoting THC or CBD. And it's kind of like, no, it's cool. I bent the knee. I also obey the liberal agenda. You can't cancel me. Like I'm surprised Chrissy Teigen hasn't made her comeback yet. Cause every time, <laughs> every time I use my Chrissy Teigen pan in my kitchen, all I can do is think about <laughs> how much money she made off of people like me. Do you think how, how crazy that is that you have a pan that is branded with a supermodel? Yeah, I mean, it's a little weird. Yeah, I don't know what she knows necessarily about pan technology. Like, that's always my favorite thing is, you know, Steve Austin has his own beer and people are getting mad at him. Like, oh, what? You think you're a brewmaster now? You think you know how to make fucking beers? And Steve's <laughs> like, no, they made the beer and they contacted me. And here I am. And I love it. Yeah, and I like it. So, yeah, I mean, there is that argument as well where it's not necessarily like, like I know what I'm doing. I'm just pushing this product. Um but either or, like, I just, I, I, I look at the way people are now. And, yeah, nobody's really looking at. And, and for some reason. catch the buzz, feel the sting. A chicken winner was given to Although, us. Before you get off Steve Austin, Long I will catch say. catch the buzz, feel the sting. Chicken winner. He is a mixologist with the broken skull fucking margarita. That's true. Now he's getting into the mixology Holy game. Shit. He's really just stretch. He's overstretching his, his expertise. Much Have like, you made one? No, I have not made one yet. I have not partaken. I don't drink very much. Now I'm addicted to Delta 8. That's, <laughs> that's, that's all I do now is Delta 8. Um, no, I'm trying to cut back on my carbs, dude. And do I just, we need to have a fucking intervention live on Trovo? On everyone's shamed, I got shamed in the chat. Like, no, dude. Ladies, I'm, we're I'm, all going to have to cancel our subscription if you yeah, don't give up the Delta I'm, 8. I'm never getting rid of this Delta 8, although I think the pen is empty every time I read Our it. subscriptions are fueling your Delta 8. How do you tell if it's How do you tell if it's empty? I think it's clear now. Like, I think if you try and hit it and nothing comes out, then you can... Yeah, I'm too desperate to believe that. So, no, like, I just... TWFS says burnout loser. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm just sitting here smoking... Just smoking, smoking my problems empty away. Cart. Empty cart, as we call them, as the kids call them. I don't mind it. It's just a little bit of like. Now you're just doing it for the smell. <laughs> That's all it is. Chasing really. the dragon. That is all it is, really. It really is. Did you know, Zach, that we are in the middle of BIPOC Mental Health Month? <laughs> what? I don't want to ask. What is BIPOC? BIPOC is. Um, Oh, shit. Black, indigenous, or person of color. And they have their own mental health month? Yes. So this is something I have I continue to learn about minorities, is that they just continue to create labels. And they okay, just... there's only 12 months. It seems like every month, every year is like a new, this is this month. Hey, this was like how, we're gonna run out of months pretty fast. Well, and I'm still waiting for like when is just gener generic white guy month. Like that doesn't exist. Like it really is <laughs> it's every month, bleedies. Don't every, forget. Yeah, it's every month. But like, yeah, BIPOC mental health. Because not only like do white people need mental health, we also need a break. Because BIPOC, honestly, it means not white. That's all it means. Black, <laughs> indigenous, or person of color is specifically. I mean, I am a color, by the way. We are, yeah. I'm a redneck. We're all, we're all like color. Like I don't understand. My face is very red right now. And it just, it just was. It's one of these other things where, you know, we look at resegregation as like this terrible idea, but it seems like the party that's all about equality. And we don't want equality. We want equity. Like, like the, the, all of these. Th they just keep going backwards without realizing it. Like the illusion of progress, is is so 
it just runs the the the, the leftists or or the progressives where it seems like how do we move forward how do we move forward in society well why don't we keep separating everything out like white people are evil obviously so now black people are going to have their own cultural centers and then eventually it's going to be like black people are going to have their own bathrooms they're going to have their own drinking fountains and suddenly we're back to segregation which we all realize is this terrible and awful thing to demean somebody by this their skin color but now it's like instead of just realizing everybody is the same the left go no you guys were evil for so long it's our turn now <laughs> so they need their own mental health month to kind of deal with some of these issues that us white folks don't understand i i mean i'm all about mental health but isn't it a cultural thing that bipoc people don't seek out mental mental health stuff well and it's also or is it it's like also a legit they don't have access it's a to class it's again it's a class issue like i've been to south dallas a predominantly black neighborhood those people aren't taking the time to go see a counselor. Like, they, they aren't. I just know it. I just, you know, I've been to these areas where it is people begging for change, even though the CVS is hiring. Like, even if, my company, you can get free mental health anytime. Yeah. Well, I can't, I don't get that luxury anymore. But I mean, I, that's what I have this for. I just come out here and talk. I, mean, I think it's limited, but <laughs> like, you can call a number and get some sessions for free. Sure. I, when I worked at FedEx, I had 10 sessions and it was great. Like, it really was like, okay, we're going to talk through your issues. We're going to talk about how awful you feel all the time and why you feel like such a loser and such a burnout and why you're so likely to become susceptible to, to harmful, addictive drugs like Delta-8. <laughs> so, no, Delta-8 I, sounds so bad. Oh, it's terrible for you. And Kevin told me this. You inhale metal whenever you rip one of these cartridges. <laughs> and he's really big on advertising. Like He loves that NWA advertises uh, anti-vaping and anti-football commercials so um yeah we need to get rid of these things but it really is like mental health is a huge issue for everyone it's you know it's another one of those things where we look at the world like as individuals or as people and then it seems like resegregationists are like no black people are different we want our own stuff like what if i have mental health issues go get your own and then it's like okay well then in 10 years as white people or you know as a higher class you know, all with the nicer facilities. It's going to be racist all over again. The system that's in place that a white mental health facility is so much nicer. It's like you guys did this. Like, but it's it is a class issue. Like you and I talked about, where it is, poor black people or poor white people aren't going to go seek out help. Rich people, which a majority of are white, will go get that help. So maybe that's why they feel like we need our own month. I'm sure, I. Let me give the best advice to everybody out there, even if you're BIPOC. If you go see a therapist, the first thing they're going to tell you is, oh, you need to exercise more. <laughs> and I 1,000% agree, because if you go out on a four-mile run and you come home exhausted, you're going to not be worried about shit, and sure. you're going to feel great. Endorphins really are huge. Like, just get those flowing. Um, Malachi Black, Nathan Weller just sent us a ton of roses. Thank you so much. I'll, look, 10 more roses. I'm just going to dab. What? I'm going to be the chicken. I'm going to do the dabbing chicken. <laughs> just in honor of Nathan Weller holding it down with all those roses. Yeah, and, and that's a good point. Yeah, a lot of it was. Um, I know for Are me, you sleeping enough? Are you exercising? Is your diet good? It's like 95% of it. Yeah, isn't that physical health? Like it is, but they always, they always make it circle back. Is your brain not a physical part of your body? That's what they always argue. Well, and also with like the mental health thing. 
for me at least when I was going, it was a lot of what do you like to do? And it was like, okay, I like this. I don't fucking know. That's why I'm here. Focus on what you enjoy doing. Like if you like to, I will podcast, say to JT's point, probably, I don't know, 50%. I, I don't know. I can't put a number on it. There's two different people that go to therapy. There's people like us who need to exercise more, fix our diet and smoke, Delta get enough sleep, smoke Delta eight and you'll be okay. And then there's people who are, legitimately need to see a psychiatrist Whoa, and have catch the buzz I feel this thing to take a pill the rest of my life and just not fix my life circumstances that was my issue like i did see a psychiatrist she gave me two drugs and they made me so so sleepy like oh, yeah, they, they were... just made you sleep so much you didn't care about your yeah I, I i wasn't stressed about work because i kept taking a nap at 1 p.m i didn't even get to finish <laughs> my work day i would message my boss and say i'm not feeling well and i would just lay down and then two hours <laughs> later i'd wake up like holy shit like that was a little gnarly and i really did you know i went to, i go to church uh nathan uh, nathan and i go to church together and they had someone come in and talk about spiritual health as well where it's like everybody's so desperate to find their label you know i found out i was bipolar and i was like oh thank you i'm bipolar i'm also a bipoc because I'm technically... Malachi Black says, Jeezy, I run every night and still need to see a psychologist. Psychologist or psychiatrist? I see a psychologist every Monday, buddy. I don't see anyone anymore. I've given up. In fact, I missed an appointment to go meet my, my counselor, and she charged me $90 for missing the appointment. $90? Because I was stuck at work, so I'm not happy at her anymore. She's <laughs> mi- she's adding to the anxiety. Adding... That's going to collections. Yeah. Oh, that's what I kind of told her. <laughs> I said, well, give me a fucking few months to figure out I'm going to pay $90 for an appointment I didn't even go to. I tell you all of my problems, including financial problems. I would have saved <laughs> money by just going or, like, showing up late. Like, they should have just charged me the rate as if I had been there on time. Like, I don't know why I got to pay more. For just charge missing. my insurance. Fuck. Yeah. I wish. So, yeah, it was. it's so silly. It's so ridiculous. But, yeah, I, now that... Now that I have a new job in Delta Eight, I don't need to fucking see her ever again. <laughs> like, I was so annoyed by that. I was like, Delta Eight is the key to everything. Delta Eight's the only true happiness that exists. But but it's also <laughs> it's also the new job. Like obviously, like once you're once you're in a negative scenario and you like find a find a way to finally break out of that, and now you have a new job, you have something to look forward to, which is something that Matthew McConaughey had, had taught me when he won his Oscar. You know, he needs he he needs someone to look. He needs someone to look at today, someone to look forward to, and blah, blah, blah. Someone to look behind towards or whatever he said. But Green light. And it, yeah, he, he's looking for his green light. And my green light right now is you got a new job. You're, you're fine. That, that's a big green light. Yeah. You have something to look forward to, so you're moving forward. No need to sit at this light anymore and ponder or worry about situations. I'm six hours into this <laughs> audiobook and I still don't fully understand what a green light is, but... I'm getting the idea. The way he explained it to to me and Rich Eisen was that it was like, you know, when his father died, it was a red light. It was like, it it was like this, this feeling of he's just stuck in life. He's stuck in this hole. He's stuck in a rut, red light. And then he found a new hobby or he finds a new acting opportunity or he finds a new venture capitalist opportunity. And it gives him a green light, something to move forward towards, something to go and get. And that that's yeah. that's what's been like that's what I took away from green lights where it is like you do have a lot of red lights in your life you have a lot of roadblocks you'll have a lot of moments where you're fucked 
and you got to wait for that sign. You got to wait for that light to change. And when well, it changes, he mixes yellow lights in there too, just to make it more confusing. I'm sure yellow lights come up when it is like, you know, okay, I started my new job. I've been cruising, and it's starting to suck. I'm not as happy as I was. I'm not quite in a red light yet, but Titus Biden in the chat here live on Trovo. Fleeties, do you think you'll get to start low key next week? I'm assuming he means. Fuck, you haven't watched it? I have not watched it. In fact, since last Thursday, I've only watched the Olympics. So I haven't even watched. <laughs> I haven't even watched the Winter Soldier show. Like, I've really just been watching the Olympics. Like, did you hear about Simone Biles today? I. Not today. We. We did the Joe Rogan. We started talking about it, and we were like, wait, let's talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. So I watched Simone Biles. Tell me what happened. So we were watching her, I think, last night or, or uh, Sunday night, maybe. She just was doing terribly, like just little little hiccups, little mishaps, and she kept making faces to her team like she knew she was fucking up. And, like, when you fuck up one time, like, oh, okay, she's she's the best in the world. It's fine. And she keeps fucking Says up. Says season five of My Hero. I've, I'm almost caught up to season five of My Hero. I, I'm, like, two episodes behind. Uh, I'm, at, I'm on the episode where Froppy and um, – Uravity are teaming up with Selkie on that little mission. So for those who know are what you I'm speaking Portuguese, right? For those who know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. I'll do an anime hole once I catch up to where the season Green light. At. It's a green light for sure. I have anime to watch. It's great. But Simone kept fucking up, right? So we go to today's the team finals. This is it. And no, I thought she was the best in the world. How is she fucking up? I, well, so we were talking about that right now. My my wife. So is this points thing real? Where they're not giving her the max, or they're not scoring her the same because she's so good? That yes, that's what I was saying. She was still getting better scores than some of her teammates, but her teammates weren't fucking up. And it was like, are they just grading her because she, they want her? Like they know she's the biggest celebrity. She knows that the ratings will be through the roof if she stays along. Like, we need to keep Simone Biles in the starlight because she's the one who's in all the commercials for United Airlines, for MasterCard, for all these, all this, you know, Uber Eats, all these fucking commercials that have Simone Biles in them. And if she's, like, eliminated early or isn't doing well, we're all going to look really bad. So, you know, and, and, and we were watching this, by the way. And, you know, I even made the argument, like, if you are her teammates and she kind of bails on you, not necessarily like she didn't like leave like she still stayed there she just she said i can't do it i don't trust myself she bailed on all of us she please. bailed on america and <laughs> and in my head and this is just a joke but I, I imagine everyone was doing this maybe you didn't make any fucking shitty uber eats commercials you're <laughs> focusing on your craft damn it you know but that's just silly it, but i'm sure she's gonna hear that um she just wasn't doing well like she really wasn't so yeah, when I looked at her points on like the first night we were watching, she kept like uh, botching moves. If we're talking about wrestling, and her teammates were doing better, but they were getting either the same score or lower. And and we were kind of watching like, oh, that's weird. Oh, that's weird. Oh, that's it's weird. Kind of, this gymnastics scoring is so fucking stupid. It really is. She could fuck up harder moves and score better than somebody doing an easier routine perfectly. And they have that, yeah, they have that ranking system of, you know, difficulty level. Uh-oh. 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 For those listening We're on here. the podcast, Gizak turned into a fucking, his Truman Show circuit got cut out. 
so I couldn't <laughs> see him anymore. He was gone. Producers trying to cut me off. They were trying to get rid of you early. They were like, nope, you guys are not going the 90 minutes tonight. Get rid of them. So I am going to have to change this camera at some point because I literally just touched my laptop and I lost signal. Once I get my – I'm moving. I'm moving uh, in two months or actually next what? month. What? I'm moving next How? month. What? We Okay, when we weren't podcasting – we still talked, but so much is happening that I didn't know about. Look, Simone Biles got she she decided she didn't want to finish because she wasn't doing well, so she stopped playing the Olympics. She gave up. Just say she it. gave up. She gave up. And yes, I am moving to into a house at the end of I think next month, because this place sacked. They wanted us to renew our lease, and they were trying to charge us like an extra three hundred dollars, which is like so much fucking money. Like three hundred dollars. Three hundred more than we're already paying. And like when we were like a 20% increase, we renewed maybe like 18 months ago. Like, you know, they try they, they want to get you before you have a, you know, before you have a year or whatever. So like, uh, like six or seven months before our lease was up, they were like, Hey, if you guys extend for another year, we'll, we'll cut the rates to this. <laughs> and <coughs> at that time, we'll, we'll increase, but cut the rate to this. And at the time, I think Trump was still president and rates were what they were. So, you know, we, we actually said, you know what? We'd actually prefer if you can keep our rate the same because it was still going to go up like 50 bucks. So I said, if you keep our rate the same, we'll, we'll renew. And within 10 minutes, I got a, okay, sounds good. We'll send the paperwork over. Please sign it by today. <laughs> and I was like, geez, I was, you know, I probably got to talk them down a little bit more. Desperate, so huh? fast forward to Biden's America. People are fleeing New York and California, record numbers, getting all the apartments. And <laughs> so they're, they're coming to our, our complex as, you know, they have like no openings right now. And they wanted to raise our unit to like the price of a three bedroom. You know, we're like, what the fuck? We're, you know, we're on the first floor. We don't have, we don't have a yard. We don't have like one of the fancier units. Our unit's not renovated because we got it three years ago. So how are you trying to raise our rent, our rent so much? And, then, the, then we tell them we're not, you know, we're not going to renew. They send me a list of, hey, these are the possible charges you will see if you don't fix up the apartment. You know, like, you got if we have to, if we have to repaint, we got to do this, we have to do this. And I'm like, you guys are going to have to tear up this countertop anyway, because none of your <laughs> new units have this shit. You're going to put in new floors. So why are you charging me for my floors if you're going to put in the new updated floors? Like, it's just this scam. That these fucking Biden's America people are running, and I'm not going to stand for it, Zach. I'm not. I'm not going to lay down that easily. All right, like this isn't this isn't a Biden's America in my world. This is some bullshit. So where are you moving to? I'm just moving down the street, Grapevine, Texas. Got a house, three bedroom. Still putting the podcast in the garage, I think, because it's. We got a house. It's a house. Yes. Are you renting it though? Renting. Yeah. No, I'm not going to buy a house. Okay. The water heater goes out. If we have another freeze that happens every hundred years, I want to have a house that I do not own. Because also the other issue with Biden's America is a lot of people are selling their houses in New York for eight hundred thousand, and they're buying up all the houses that I would buy for three hundred thousand in Texas. So there's like, hey, I'm profiting off that right now. Well, I yeah, bought my house in what September? Yep. And I'm up one hundred thousand plus dollars already. Well, and the other issue with buying a house right now is. Like I, we put an offer in on a house, you know, maybe not this time, but like a couple of years ago, we put an offer down for like, you know, it was a house that was worth like 150, and we we came in at like 180, 
and we got outbid by like you know two ten. <laughs> like people are bidding In cash. They're bidding over fifty thousand dollars of market value, because it really is like, um, like it, it really is. You know, hey, we have extra money. We sold our home in New York. We sold our home in California. We sold our home in Washington. We have all this, all these extra funds. So we we would love to pay extra for this house. So they're winning these bidding these bidding wars. So it's a shitty time. And yeah, JT in the chat. If you have the credit, you should buy. I don't have the. I don't have the Bro, credit. That's my four hundred one k right now. Is my fucking house because yeah. I. It, the best part is. They're, I live by the prison. They're moving the prison and building it downtown. So like in five years, I'm going to cash out, buy a house cash, and then I'm no stress, work a fucking part-time job if I want to. There you go. Yeah, well, that's that, that that's the dream, isn't it? Like, it really is, like, to, to have some of these. To to like, fucking Montana or something. Like, some of these mundane jobs sound awesome. You know, like, I would love to. I worked, yes. I worked at 24-Hour Fitness, like, in, uh, what was that? January of 2020, I worked there for like four weeks, and I hated it. By the way, um, well, no, I kind of. The only reason I hated it is because I had a full time job at FedEx, so I had a full time job and I had this part time job, and I told the I told the guys at 24 Hour I was looking for like two days a week. I wanted to work Saturdays and Sundays for eight hours. That was it. And then it turned into, hey, we need you Friday nights and Monday nights too, and I was like, nah. well, shit. And it was because I think at that time I was with Kevin on. Kevin on um, Wednesday nights, so it was kind of like, oh shit, my only nights are gonna be Tuesdays and Thursdays that I like am not working at all, and it just turned into like too much work, and I hated that. So, um, it, it was just now a- were you you were just signing people up? You're the front oh, desk guy. Kevin Scampoli just gave a gift sub. Confetti is falling. JT. Yeah, I was working on the front. Thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you, Jeremy Taylor. You can use the TTS for another few hours. I've turned it on for four hours. Um, but yeah, I was just working front desk. I was walking people around. The most annoying part about working at a 24-hour fitness that has the basketball court is the amount of people that just come in with a three-day guest pass. What's Jeezy says, clang and bang. Clang and bang, brother. <laughs> when I was working at 24 it was so annoying though because it was twenty four hour right when we closed at midnight. I would clo- yeah. I would lock up at midnight and then drive to a different twenty four that was actually open twenty four hours to work. Out. What? Yeah, that was we weren't allowed to work out at our gym after it closed, but because they had cameras and shit, so it was like corporate would see <laughs> they would corporate. You know, yeah. you know how it is. Yeah. So, but yeah, these people would come in with a three day guest pass and just want to play basketball. So fucking annoying, Zach. Because <laughs> like it really was like. That was the number one thing they. You remember when we super kicked you Spliff right in the face? McGee, thank you, Spliff, for for following. He's missed all the Delta Eight time. I feel so bad for Spliff McGee. Like, so I don't know if people's like. I guess I guess I titled the episode properly. Like, there's no wrestling at all in this headline. Like, I I've been watching a little bit of wrestling. I promise there will be a a point when I get back to talking about wrestling for an hour. Like, I, it will happen, but it's not gonna happen tonight. Yeah, it's Wednesday. Well, I wanted to watch wrestling today, so full disclosure, like, you know, I, I put in my two my two weeks notice on my current job. So today, I thought I was going to be at home today. <laughs> I thought I was going to be at home today, just watching wrestling all day. But it How'd turned, that work out? No, I had to go to the warehouse because the warehouse guy caught out sick. My boss was like so appreciative; it was so cool. And, you know, he he was like, "Look, normally people on their last few days they just kind of do nothing. Thank you so much for stepping up." He was like, "And if you can come by tomorrow, that'd be great." And I te- it's that mundane shit. You're like, "Fuck." 
I'd rather do this than drive around trying to make sales when I don't get. Hey, a fuck. I was in the 107 degree warehouse all day picking orders, <laughs> and it was a lot better than yeah. If I was Delta there. eight out of your mind. Delta eight out of my mind. Having a good day, honestly. Just driving kind of, heavy equipment. The only thing I didn't like was we actually had a forklift driver there because I don't know how to drive a forklift. I'm not licensed, so um, they had they called the temp service and the temp agency sent a forklift driver, but waste of time, dude. He got paid. He told me 25 an hour because it was on such short notice. And he was there from 10 to 4. So he made $25 an hour for those six hours just to sit on his phone. He used the forklift once because I had to, we had to move something. And he was like, he, you know, and he was like, that's it? I go, that's it for now, man. And he's like, okay, just let me know. And that was it. Like, it was like this weird, I had him there this whole time. He was on his phone the whole time. I felt so bad because it was like, I mean, I shouldn't have felt bad because he's getting paid. But I, I, I would come into the office because I'm picking orders. He doesn't know the product. He doesn't know where anything is. So it was ridiculous. I, I couldn't even expect him to pick these orders for me today. <laughs> so I just picked all the orders, and he was just sitting in the warehouse. I was drenched in sweat. I'm wearing the same shirt, still covered in dirt. Like, it was just <laughs> this mess of a day. I almost hit all three of my rings, even though I didn't go to the gym. I might even go to the gym after we're done just because it's like, fuck it, bro. Um but yeah, what a weird day. And yeah, I don't think I would have gotten through it without Delta Eight. So you see Spliff in the chat He's saying Delta Eight hits like a truck, bro. He says, yeah, like it's supposed to be a lesser weed, but I don't see it as lesser. Like I swear, <laughs> when I'm hitting it, it's not anything lesser. <laughs> um, real quick, Zach, do you do you start breathing hard though? <laughs> During uh, the Delta Eight. TWFS says is Jeezy in the Gridiron Fantasy League, adding two teams. Jeezy, do you want to be in the Gridiron? I thought you were already in it. I'm already in it, bro. Yeah, you're in it. He's in it. We booming. Yeah, we booming is part of the grit iron. Kev B. Cool's already in it. Uh, this is going to be fun this season. Uh, the NFL, by the way, I mean, you look at free agency and you kind of look at trade. Let me ask you about this trade before we get into what, this. What happened to Michael Thomas? Oh, he already he like tears MCL. He already like broke his ankle. Yeah, he's already yeah he tore ligaments in his ankle and had to have surgery. Yeah, so he's done. He's done so for the year. What do you think about Aaron Rodgers? He showed up. He's back. Sure, I mean he plays well, angry. So I'll look to draft him if the time is right. Well, and the rumor is like they're trying to restructure his deal, so like this will be his farewell season in Green Bay. Isn't that almost like? As if you're on this team with him, and it's like, okay, this is our final year to win a Super Bowl because this is the last year he's gonna. Is it gonna be that, or is it gonna be fuck this guy? He's not committed to this to this organization. Why should I be committed? And they're gonna go four and twelve this year. Uh if I was on the team, I would be like, let's fucking go. How often do you get a chance to play with Aaron Rodgers in your fucking career? If you're Devonte Adams. You should have the fucking year of your life. Sure. Because it's not all Rogers' fault. I mean, if my fucking company hired somebody that's going to replace me, I'd be pretty fucking pissed off. Sure. And, and I get it. But I think it's not even just that. Like, I, I want to make it clear. It's not just the Jordan Love. I think a lot of it is just the way they've drafted. Like, you never see, like, the. the <laughs> you look never at the, got the fucking guy help. You look at Tom Brady and why he left New England and he goes to Tampa. He's got Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, Gronk, Cameron Brait. He's got all these – Leonard Fournette. They build all these – they give him all these toys to play with. You look at Rodgers, he has to make his toys better than they actually are. Like, 
<laughs> there was a while where like people loved Devontae Adams and I wasn't like on board yet. And it took him a few years to kind of become Devontae Adams because even when he was behind like Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb and like it was it, like it, there were some years where Rodgers had these great weapons. But like once Randall Cobb left and you kind of looked, OK, he's got Devontae Adams, Marquez Valdez Scantling or whatever. Alan, Alan Lazard. Lazard, the Lazard King, it's, the Lazard King. It's like he has these this this bad news bears <laughs> core of receivers. It was like when Tom Brady had like what Ken Brell Tompkins or whatever that guy's name was. Like they, he got they got rid of Wes Welker and Randy Moss, and he had like other than Julian Edelman, it was like Ken Brell Tompkins and Chris Hogan. They weren't putting like real up-and-comers around them and they weren't drafting real up-and-comers like Nikhil Harry didn't work out in New England well, you know, you just, so disappointing it never man. really seemed like they drafted like here's your new stud receiver Tom this is what you've wanted since you've been in New England here's your other guy one of the problems though is they always fucking draft at the end of the first round that's I mean that is a They're huge too issue. good for their own fucking good <laughs> and that's a problem for Green Bay as well. I mean, these teams that constantly finish in the playoffs never get picks in the top 10 or top 15. You got to be the Phoenix Suns. You have to be absolute dog shit, get four top five draft picks, and then you then you go at it. You don't just I think the, be the Cowboys and be mediocre forever and draft I, middle of the pack. I think, the, I think the Golden State Warriors are a great example of that, where it was like just a decade of nothing, of just dog shit. And then they draft a Steph Curry. They get a, They got Draymond and Clay Clay Thompson in like the same draft. Like hey, so, every season of Game of Thrones was not the best season. You got to have down seasons to build for the good season. Sure. I mean, there's going to be times where yeah, you have to go through. And the Raiders have been doing that for a decade, which has been great. Like I, at any moment, that flower is finally going to fucking bloom, baby. <laughs> it's not this year with their first round. I, I can't. I can't wait. Um, yeah, I know. It definitely isn't with Leatherwood. You need a quarterback play. that you need to protect for that draft pick to pay off. Well, I even I, – Derek Carr, once I heard that stat about him having one winning season, I do kind of blame it on him now. Like, I've always blamed <laughs> it on the organization. I've blamed it on the John Gruden. The, the move to get Gruden has still not worked out. I don't understand where that came from. The handling of Antonio Brown, even though he was a mess, it's not like he didn't leave and go win a Super Bowl somewhere. Khalil you know, Mack is the problem. Khalil Mack was a big problem. It's just they, they mismanage some of their talent. And then in other regards, like Derek Carr gets this huge contract because it's like we're going to lose him. And this was the argument when who else got like a ridiculous contract like that where it was like Kirk Cousins. Cousins got – but even Cousins wasn't the worst example. Like um, who was it? Like Trubisky – or uh, not Trubisky. Maybe it was Bortles. I think when Bortles got his fifth-year option picked up and they were going to pay him like $32 million, or like $16 million for one year. And people are like, wow, they have faith in Bortles. It's like maybe there's not a faith in Bortles. They're just a, look, we have a top 30 quarterback. We don't want to be one of those two teams that doesn't have a quarterback. Like, <laughs> let's just settle for Bortles. And that's how I feel maybe the Raiders kind of fell into that trap where it was like, look, Carr had his best season ever. He wants $25 million. Let's just give him $25 because the other options are we go back to that era of Bruce Gradkowski's and Marcus Tuiasosopos that, like, the Oakland Raider fans remember so well where it's like this carousel of quarterbacks because you can't find a good one. Oh, I got you one. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy G. Well, Jimmy G. Gets, he's the fifth highest paid quarterback. And he's been, the, he's been to a Super Bowl, though. Like, you can make an argument why 
His he, defense went to a Super Bowl. You can argue Nick Bosa got him to a Super Bowl, but also, um, like Ooh, Carson Wentz. It's yeah, Carson Wentz, another good example where they pay him all this money. They thought he was good though, like he, Jared Goff. Jared Goff got a mediocre. Like you want to just have. It's almost like settle for a decent. Like if you don't have a Rodgers, you don't have a Brady, you don't have a Manning, you don't have an Eli Manning. You want to settle for middle of the pack. Like you know what. We don't have a ton of faith in Derek Carr, but it's better than having Paxton Lynch. It's better than having Kyle Allen. And that is the organization's problem because yeah. they fucking listen to the fans, and rather than have a shitty year to build, they'll just fire their GM because they had a shitty year, and the new GM wants to make a splash so he gets another mediocre fucking quarterback, and they never suffer for a few years so they can actually get a good player. Tyler Spider. Everybody's just trying to keep their job. Is the problem? Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, like, yeah. As a, that's why with Gruden coming in, it was like kind of exciting. Like, ten years, he has an arc. Like, we're gonna have a dip in production for a few years, and then we're gonna go up. Unfortunately, I don't see any progress. <laughs> like, it really is this like the nine-year plan where by the tenth year we're gonna win the Super Bowl and he's gonna look like a genius? Where it's like. The only hey. reason, that, like, and then he'll get another hundred million. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we'll have another nine-year storyline before we get another Super Bowl. Tyler Spida just did a super chat where it says the NBA will implement new rules to reduce non-basketball moves used to draw fouls starting next season. Which, I, so the new rule is LeBron James is no longer allowed to play in the NBA. Well, and I think non like non-NBA moves. I really do think like. I, I think of the final Great move. How do you regulate that? Well, I want to say the final thirty seconds of a game when these guys are like hugging people to do fouls. <laughs> and like I, I don't know. I feel like that's, I feel like that's kind of stupid. I don't know. Like I know you're. Yeah, can't you just go to the ref? Be like, we're gonna foul them. Yeah, can you just let, blow let, the whistle. We when either, yeah, we either do that, take away the option for them to even inbound it, and just say, hey, free throw line. We want the ball back. <laughs> like, like that would be better for them. Well, I guess for the team trying to. You can't blow time. Maybe sometimes they yeah. get the ball out and someone can't. Well, that's their plan is they want to kill time. Like, so they, they pass the ball around and that last minute of the NBA game really is just, it's the roughest. Sometimes it's the most exciting minute. It could, yeah. It could be amazing. Most if, of the time. If not. it's two, if it's a two point game, absolutely. If it's a seven point game and you're watching guys foul and now it's a nine point game and they're still fouling. You're like, come on, are you going to make three, three pointers right now? And if you did, it would be really exciting, and I would shut my mouth. But it's also, like, it's just so annoying to watch Frito, Frito. It should be Tyler Spider. Here's a rule. If you take one of these automatic fouls, it's just two points automatically. That way, as the viewing audience, we don't need to watch these fouls. No, no, no. What would be competitive is you can take one point. So if you're the team that wants the foul, you can give the other team a point, and you get the ball to inbound under your basket. Yeah. And you got to make a full court play. And, but you, if you, if you're down seven, you got to do that four times. But the other team is still getting automatic points. Kevin is so cute in the chat. Like I don't know the NBA. Like I'm looking at this from a viewer. <laughs> I watched all of these playoffs, and I hate basketball. And I watched, I watched the entire final series. I watched the Suns leading up to that. I am all, like I am all in. I like that he says the final minute is all strategy. Yes, the obvious dumb like just obligatory strategy is to foul so you get the ball back <laughs> so they don't run the clock down i get it there's a lot of strategy involved i'm speaking as a television viewer 
as the NBA where they keep talking about viewership and like that's what I'm arguing is it's fucking boring to watch. Like it's a great strategy, absolutely, but it's almost like it's like when they would just foul Shaq, like send Shaq to the line. We don't want to <laughs> see any like no offense, just tackle him. Make sure he gets to the line. It's 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 ridiculous. It's annoying. It's obligatory. I just want to watch people play basketball. Um, which, by the way, three on three basketball in the Olympics is very interesting. Like, I don't watch Ice Cube's Big Three League, but the Olympics, good. the Olympics Big Three League is pretty legit. Like, um, especially for now, this is going to be sexist. Everyone, trigger warning: women's three on three is really is way better <laughs> than the WNBA. I don't know why it makes more sense that they would be playing three on three. I, dude, I'm down with that. Why is it better? Well, it just it seems like the rhythm the rhythm and like just the pacing makes more sense. And when you look at a 5 on 5 WNBA game, there is a lot of traffic where these some of these women are, are just standing there. They are just kind of standing there like, "Uh, ah, I don't really know. Like I'm a power forward, but I'm not really going to get in the paint here." So, I'm going to like when Brittany Griner's hanging around the three-point line, we've we've, <laughs> we've messed up somewhere in the WNBA. Like if you're a 6'9 female, no one else is, you should just be your hand should be as close to the rim every play and your goal is to just tip it in no matter what. That that's your bias, bro. You you want an 8 footer on every single one of your I basketball I do like Shaquille O'Neal. I was watching Bam out of bio fucking ball out you against. You throw it down to him, he just puts it in the basket. These little French guys were not liking Bam out of bio fucking dunking on him the whole time. Although the US lost to France. And Rudy Gobert actually played pretty well too and he's a big guy just hanging out in the middle there too. So Yes, I, the three on three seemed to work out pretty well, but and and hey, I like I like a big man in the paint, but I also like somebody in the paint. The WNBA <laughs> game where they're having five women along the arc, where really, they can't make a three point. It is like a pass it until somebody gets open. Hey, Diana Taurasi's three point percentage is like sixteen percent. All right, don't make fun of Diana. Sixteen? What is her three point percentage? She could play in fucking baseball Let's at that average. Diana, oh, I already forgot her name. Taurasi. Have you been watching any baseball? Yes, I love baseball. Shohei, dude. dude. Coach Armijo has been telling me all this shit about pitching. Oh, with the spider tack and all that shit. Yeah, like it's so silly that you can bang on the trash can and give away curveballs, but if a pitcher has something (laughs) sticky on their fingers, they can get suspended. Like it really is the most ridiculous shit I've ever heard. Is Team USA men's still getting their ass whooped by random teams, or are they doing better now? I think so. I, I, I think they're not doing very well. Um it seems like the other teams, like, they just play a little bit better. Her three-point percentage is 36. It's actually really good. See, Diana's the best. I don't know why people. Yeah, that's good batting average. She is good at basketball, my friends. And she's from Glendale. We know where Glendale is. Glendale, um, bro. So, yeah, she's really good. And, yeah, like. she Armenian? Probably, I'm going to guess. Well, or Italian, maybe, with that last name, Tarasi. That's definitely Italian-sounding. But. Or maybe Greek. I don't know. Maybe Armenian. Yeah, good call. But either way, <laughs> um, let me ask you this. Did you hear about Marc-Andre Fleury? I don't know if you follow hockey like me and Matty Spice. but um, I've never heard that name in my let, life. Let's, let's do it this way. Marc-Andre Fleury, right, just won the Vesna. Vesna is given to the best goalie or, or maybe with, yeah, the best goalie in the NHL from the previous season. Um, Matty Spice is saying, Vleedy, stop. Matty, you could call in on Skype. <laughs> Skype's open, my friend. So, Marc-Andre Fleury got traded to the Chicago Blackhawks, like, overnight, like, out of nowhere. They trade, like, their MVP goalie 
away to the Blackhawks, okay? So it's like a Khalil Mack deal that you're about to tell me about? Maybe, but not even in that. Like, Marc-Andre Fleury. So Flo- wait, what team was he on? He was on the Vegas Golden Knights. And for those who followed the Stanley Cup finals like I did or the playoffs like me and Matty Spice, Marc-Andre Fleury had a shitty moment where he accidentally let in a goal that tied the game, and then Montreal went on to win that game. And then the next game, Fleury didn't play. So then they, the, the Knights <laughs> lost again. And it was this weird, like, collapse because it was supposed to be Vegas and Tampa in the finals. It was just supposed to be that way. Matty Spice lost a lot of money because he bet on Vegas to win. And Marc-Andre Fleury, former Penguin, Matty Spice has that tie there. But Marc-Andre Fleury gets traded, right? And what's odd is they don't even tell him that they're, like, shopping him around to trade him. Like... He just got the fucking pink letter in his locker. Yeah, he really got he got the fucking, you know, Zack Ryder WWE phone call. Like, hey, Zack, uh, we love you, but you're fired. Like, it was just one of those things where they just traded him away. And they didn't really get anything for him. They got, like, let me, I mean, they didn't get shit for him. Let me bring it up. Um, they got, like, a forward or somebody. Like, somebody not, like, important, you know. Like, they didn't get a Vesna winner. Let's just put it like that. They get, um, let me see, Chicago Blackhawks trade for Mark andre Fleury and acquire center Tyler Johnson from the – I mean, they got Tyler Johnson. But it is just – yeah, Maddie Spice says it's like a salary dump. Like, Vegas just wants to get rid of um, – Vegas just wanted to get rid of Mark andre Fleury. And Mark andre Fleury was just, like Maddie says in the chat, was just stolen through the expansion draft. <laughs> You know, like, so he was expansion drafted to Vegas, has some good years there. Vegas is done with him. They want to stop paying him that much money. They trade him. And I'm pretty sure it's official. Marc-Andre Fleury is retiring from hockey. Like, it's this weird, like, day of, like, one of the best players in hockey. What, Like, imagine if just, like, like, I'm trying to think of when this would have happened. Like, imagine if. Like, Give me an NFL analogy. That's what I'm looking for. Like, let's say Brady wins MV. Let's say Brady wins that sixth Super Bowl, and immediately following that season, before Brady's even told, he gets traded to one of the worst teams in the league. Right? He gets so traded. The Raiders. He gets traded to Oakland. Right? Like, without notice. Las Vegas. Nobody talks to him. <laughs> like nobody gives a shit. Um, and then so then. Brady goes, well, shit, I guess, you know, I kind of have to evaluate, like, if I'm even going to play anymore, you know? Like, I, I, like he's going through this mental state of, like, I don't even know. And then imagine imagine the Raiders trade, I mean, let's the, the Jalen Rashard, the third-string running back <laughs> for Tom Brady. Like, just imagine that happens. Like, it just – that doesn't exist. It like, shatters your ego. It's just such a weird trade. I've never really seen seen that in sports where – I get it. I, if I should, if I was Brady, I'd be like, okay, well, I had a good run. I don't, I don't want to play. <laughs> I'm there. out. Yeah, I retire. Well, and I understand the salary dump too. Like when I play Madden, and I do like, I mean, I've been the I've been the Redskins on Madden or the Raiders on Madden, where it's like, I'll have like a running back who's getting paid fifteen million dollars. I'm like, <laughs> why would Clinton Portis? And he's turning twenty eight now, so we got to dump him. I'm just moving him. Yeah, I'm like, all right, train you for a guy with overall ninety one speed. Uh, what's, what's his overall 75 perfect he only wants 600k i'll take him i don't need to pay my running back 15 million serviceable yeah so like i, I understand a salary dump but it's just weird that this guy who's almost like their mvp 
like if you can give a, a some teams to give their their C to a goalie, Mark Andre Floyd probably deserved that C from the first time he was with Vegas. But um, it's just odd that he's no longer there. Now he's a Blackhawk, one of the worst teams in the NHL. Odd move. Um, but Zach, now, do you mean worst team as in they suck or you hate them? Uh, they 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 didn't make the, the Blackhawks won in the last ten years, haven't they? They've won three in the last ten years, but they're going through that. <laughs> they're going through what a lot of those championship teams go through. Smart, where it's, rebuild. Yeah, yeah, rebuild. They're just going through a not even a rebuild. They're going through a all those guys who won the Stanley Cup are in their mid thirties now, and they're going through a Team USA women's soccer. It's just a transition. Yeah, it's like we got some young guys, we got some people past their prime. We're probably four years away from making another solid run, but we got to wait for some of these older guys to kind of cash out on their big contracts and get out of here. That's probably what they're going through. That's what it is in most sports. I mean, that's what happened. Pools got fucking cut this year. It was like, okay, all right, our window to win that World Series with Albert is closed. Let's release this fucking guy. I don't care how good he does on the Dodgers. He's just kind of a. They uh, should cut him five years ago. Black mark on our team. So, Zach, before we go, I want to talk about this. This was sent to us by TrashGamer97 on Discord. Um, so it looks like Australia wants – it looks like they want people – they want people to identify who they are before creating social media accounts. Like, they want it to – like, no more – you can't hide behind anonymity anymore. Like, it really is. Like, we want to make sure that Lollipop6262 is actually connected to, like, a real human being who can be held accountable for the social media account. And now when I told this to my wife, she was immediately, immediately like, that's fucking ridiculous. Like, that's an invasion of privacy. Like, and this article, like, this, I mean, even Trash Gamer was like, full-on Communist Party is happening in Australia with this social media accountability bullshit. I'm kind of the opposite way where I hate Twitter and Instagram anyway. And I hate the, I hate the liberal fucking, the, just the, the, the. My, I have a picture of Rick and Morty, but I'm going to report every post by Donald <laughs> Trump because I think everything he says is hate speech, and I think the Twitter police should to, should get rid of this profile account. You know, like, I, I look at... I 1,000% agree with you. I think 100 points of identification is pretty fucking ridiculous, but we next, on Thursday, make a note. Let's talk about the fucking... Russian accounts, meme accounts that are used to social engineer all this shit. Sure. That are just fucking, it's an actual agency in Russia that's made just to make memes in the United States and fucking influence our political yeah, shit. Yeah, and, I, and I, I just listened to this uh, Joe Rogan from a couple years ago with, with Jack Dorsey and, and uh, somebody from their legal team, and it really is like you hear their policies, and they're not ridiculous, but one thing that I think goes completely overlooked is um, let who who's somebody that I just can't stand. Let's just say Patrice Colors or Ibram Kennedy or Kendi, my mistake. Tweet something that we just or Jada Pinkett's a perfect example. Like she she tweets something about Memorial Day being a black holiday and how white people stole it, right? And this is getting all this all these retweets and all this love, and somebody. Like, let's just say all the conservatives or all the people who know the meaning of Memorial Day should go on there and report it. They should flag it. You know, like, that's their plan is, like, that's what Twitter expects people to do. Like, you and I see misinformation. Our responsibility as users is to flag that material. Now, the problem with conservatives or Republicans or right-wingers is a lot of them don't give a shit. 
and they would rather argue with you and just keep the dialogue open on Twitter. They don't care. And the problem is, is if you say something out of line as the conservative, even if you're talking about misinformation that somebody else posted, you can be flagged for saying something inappropriate. So it's almost like the left-wingers know how to use Twitter as a weapon, whereas the right-wingers are just like, I thought this was about free speech. And it's like, it's not really about free speech. You're giving Russia free speech as well, you fox. It's about, well, and even, you know, Jack Dorsey, they, they multiple times with Joe, they, they say that they've done more for free speech than anyone. And it's <laughs> like, they really believe that. And a lot of me likes when they're trying to explain their policies and they're trying to be transparent. But then you also have to like flip it around and go like, I mean, when I look at my trending bar on Twitter, it's the most propaganda bullshit like ever. I mean, it's constantly bad. And they talk about, you know, oh, we don't like leaking people's information or leaking people's private documents. But then you doxing. look, you look at like, yeah, doxing. But you look at the Melania tapes when she had that like recorded phone conversation. <laughs> Twitter was blowing that up everywhere. Let that one fly. Like, do you think Melania wanted that to get out? No way. But it's a leaked conversation that makes her look bad. So it's on their trending page. But if there's leaked information from Hunter Biden's laptop, suddenly it's, whoa, 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 that can't be on our website. They, he didn't want that exposed. Well, Melania didn't want this exposed. So there is this weird, like, the left-wingers will report stuff to Twitter. They'll go through, like, the proper justifications and the proper panels. And the right-wingers will just yell, like, what about free speech? Like, so if anything, what we need to be doing is looking at, yeah, Russian propaganda posts or, or anything that we see as anytime I see anything that's not true or un, like, like just harmful in any way, I should be flagging it to Instagram, to Twitter. But I just don't do that because I think as right wingers, you do believe in free speech. And even if somebody says something stupid, you just leave it there. You don't want to just you don't want to be the police officers that go, no, you can't say that. So I 5000 percent agree, man. Ricardo is giving me shit, but at the very least, these fucking accounts that are run by Russian governments sure. should be identified, at least so if you see their posts, it's like, oh, that's a Russian government post. It's not some fucking meme page. Well, they, and they talk about, like, why they, like, Milo, Milo Yiannopoulos, one of the main reasons they were able to take him down was on his Twitter bio, since he had a blue check mark because he was a verified profile. He, he in his bio he jokingly put that he was a BuzzFeed reporter, like as a joke. <laughs> but since he was verified and he had false information in his bio, Twitter took that as oh this is an offense, give him a strike. And it's like even like when you hear Joe Rogan go, is that really, is that really a, like something that you guys want to be focusing on? Like, ex <laughs> like exactly like why are we why are we spending our time there? when there's other things that we should be definitely worried about, not just that. So it really is like, it's odd. It's just odd to me. So um, I think social media should be kind of changed a little bit because the other side of it is I'm all for free speech from real people. I hate when I'm arguing with somebody who's got an Inu Yasha profile picture <laughs> and they're just fucking, they can say whatever they want because I don't even know what they look like. I don't even know. Put some respect on my name. I don't even Use know. Your real name. Yeah, am I arguing with a real person or what? But let's see what yeah, Australia. Arguing with the fucking robot half the time. Let's see what Australia is up to. Abuse is being considered by the federal government. For more, Nines Oliver Haig joins us live in Adelaide. Ollie. Adelaide. 
Like, like, That's a green Essentially, screen. it will work the same as a... <laughs> no, he's there. He's in Adelaide, all right? He's not there. Kevin's been at this airport, I think. Passport. Australians forced to submit 100 points of identification, like their driver's license or passport, when using social media. Explain that to me. How ignorant am I? 100, 100 <laughs> points. It's like a passport, like 30 points. Like, how I does that so, work? Because I don't have 100 types of identification. Yeah, like, is that the other thing? Like, okay, here's my Carrollton Library card. Here's my. So I can get a passport with two, but I can't get Twitter without a hundred. Well, maybe like maybe your driver's license counts as like fifty points. Like that's what <laughs> I'm wondering. Like, what is this scoring system for identification? Like, can I just do a drop of blood for all one hundred like, points? Is a Kroger card like only five points? Like they don't trust that. Like they really want you to. Maddie Spice has like a fisherman's license. Is that? Or sorry, I Maddie. Can still carry ID counts a, in Utah. A, a fisher person's license, not fisherman. I can't believe I said that. <laughs> a fisher person's license, like. It really is. Maybe there's got to be a scoring system because that just sounds like a lot. Like if it is a hundred points. Like here's my driver's license. Here's my here's my uh, transcripts from my first college. Here's transcripts from my high school. Here's my kindergarten. <laughs> fucking like I, you grades. need a hundred different things. Like that's an awful lot accounts like Facebook and Twitter. Now, police would have access to those social media accounts, and it's all part of a crackdown on online abuse. Now, users could be liable for defamation suits or even criminal prosecution, and it's all part of a plan hoping to deter people from engaging in bad behaviour. Now, the recommendations were handed down by a federal parliamentary inquiry. They're reforms that are being considered by the Morrison government, with the chairman saying there is merit to remove to remove uh, the veil of being anonymous. See, and I think that's what the main issue is here, where it is like, it's just anonymity that's the problem because people get on social media under their black hat. And Real tough behind that keyboard. Like, hey, the, the keyboard warriors, you know? And it really is like, even on a message board, there was anonymity where you could talk about wrestling and yell at people and call them stupid for liking certain things or disliking certain things. Where it is like, oh, like this, we've kind of created this community of we're allowed to be mean to each other now a lot of it is boys being boys and i have no problem with giving each other shit on the internet like i think that happens and i think there's justifications for that but when i look at you know let's when i look at the way people tweeted like anything ben shapiro tweets you can go look at some of the responses he gets and people are just calling him names eat or, shit and die yeah or they you know i mean we can go to his twitter right now and just see what but it's exactly what you were saying is you're arguing with a fucking Rick and Morty picture on Twitter because they're just some random person. They feel like they can talk shit to you. Uh, let's see. So, like, here we go. Holy shit. This is from Dave. Dave Rubin put this, but Ben retweeted it. Uh, Dave Rubin wrote, holy shit, this is beyond a must watch. Fauci is the biggest spreader of misinformation or of COVID misinformation. Let's just watch that real quick, As by the way. People should not be walking around with masks. Let me just state what? for the... What did he just say? <laughs> did you hear that, Zach? Are we hearing this? This is the savior, man. You can't shit on this guy. Let's take a look. What did he say next? Record that masks are not theater. Wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better. And masks are protective. And we but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. What? I wish everybody at my son's school would hear that. Because this guy said in an email that this virus is small enough to pass through a cloth mask. So here we are listening to half this guy says, uh, half of what this guy says. But then other times we're completely like, oh, my God, people wear masks that say trust Fauci. It's like, is that really how you feel? 
Does it come with the tax the rich sweater? Jeez, <laughs> she's hey, she's balling out of control. I think she's got it all figured out. I don't even think she's actually. As... I want one of those just for fun. Like let's wear it on Halloween. She is not as socialist or not as, uh, you know, liberal. I'm gonna make my wants. own though for like five dollars. I'm gonna get go down to Walmart and get an iron on and make she it. She is a capitalist. I think she's playing a character at this point. The Truman Show, all right? <laughs> not been any indication that putting a mask on and wearing a mask for a considerable period of time has any deleterious effects. There are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. And can you get some schmutz sort of staying inside there? Uh, Jewish, are these two guys schmutz? Why are you talking to a robot anyways? <laughs> you do not need to wear a mask indoors if in fact you've been vaccinated. But good that you're vaccinated, but in a situation where you have people indoors, particularly crowded, you should wear a mask. So even if you are vaccinated, you should wear a mask. If in fact you are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, you are protected, and you do not need to wear a mask <laughs> outdoors or indoors. When the ch okay, now this is a great video, right? Like you and I could watch this and laugh. We see, like, we see, we already knew this. So for us, it's like pff, we already knew this. We already saw this. But let's just see. Like, it's almost like they learn about the viruses. Oh, well, let's see. It's almost like as they learn more about the viruses, opinions change. Shocking. I mean, that's that's hipster liberal thinking, like. You know, oh, well, the virus kept evolving, so that's the only reason why his opinions changed, which isn't true. He's gone back and forth multiple times on several things. You're comparing his responses. We need the worst is we. he said not to get a mask because he knew that the demand was going to be too high and medical people couldn't get them. Yeah. Like Blatantly I admitted to lying about it. Well, and, and I, I just don't understand how people can keep saying, like, oh, the virus is evolving and like that's why he keeps changing his mind or keeps changing his answers it's it's not evolving when it comes to a mask it's it's not it, did it get smaller did it, it fucking it's still the virus go to switch more and, and, and everybody if you're listening to me you think i'm crazy go to what is it swissresearch.org i believe it's is the website i mean they they have all the studies listed from independent universities independent organizations people have done studies about the mask and have proven that they don't work People have done studies. Like June of last year. People have done studies about uh, social distancing six feet apart versus three feet apart. Like people have, d people are doing studies, but those aren't being released like publicly. Like this guy is. Like this guy's on TV saying whatever he wants. And, Winging this. And meanwhile, all of you people claim to hate Jeff Bezos, but you all love Amazon. So I don't understand <laughs> how fucking ridiculous people are, where they hate capitalism but they love Amazon, they love Apple. They love Starbucks. Like, it really doesn't make any sense. Like, Netflix. Like, all this stuff is like, hey, they provide a Proof service. Proof to me, honor is real. Thank you so much for passing the Olympic torch, Maddie Spice. I really do appreciate it. I really, really do. These guys aren't that mean to Dave Rubin. They're just kind of picking apart why it's stupid to believe that, you know, oh, this, the, the virus evolves. So, obviously, Fauci had to say different things. Um, but people are very mean to this Ben Shapiro guy. Um, even in the chat, someone said he should eat, eat shit and die. Um, he he has gotten very annoying to me, though. He's still correct, but fuck, <laughs> I can't handle him. Yeah, I don't listen What's to What's Jeezy says, hashtag fire Fosse. Fire Fosse. Yeah, I agree. Like, Fosse. I do think that he is, out of all like the Daily Wire guys that I listen to, he's the worst one. Like He really is. He's so hyperbolic that it does take away from his like point. Where when he did that Kamala laugh, I was like, oh, well, come on. And like, he, it's funny, but fuck. And he, like, unfortunately, like, for him, 
it is like people really do like and he's he said this before like people just watch his show to pick apart like what like the dumb things he does so i'm wondering if in a way he doubles down on some of the dumb shit to keep his liberal viewers watching those clicks bro yeah he wants to keep his conservative audience by you know giving them the news and his opinions but then he wants to say something ridiculous to keep his liberal people tweeting about him like it is a business like that's why i prefer Knowles over <laughs> shapiro because at least michael Knowles seems a little bit like he cares a little less about what people think about him i only listen to joe rogan now rogan's not even, even nor- fucking, he's not even conservative Gino. Bongino went too far, yeah. I, he didn't show us the recibos. We got the receipts. He said he had them for weeks. Yeah. Did we ever see him? No. We never saw him, and, and he just, he kind of, for, for me, somebody who just constantly would almost regurgitate what, you know, it just kind of felt like there was nothing ever, there was no progress, even though we're the conservative party. There was no, like, the story would come out, and we'd be waiting for that next little nugget. And it would never happen. And he's not plugged in like a Shapiro, like a Knowles or whatever, where they're like, because, like, you know, Bongino's doing the Fox News thing. He's got his show. But it all feels a lot different than I'm actually a politician. Even though it's funny, Bongino's run for office before. So you would think that he would be a little different in the way he would report some of this stuff. But he seems more like he's a dude in his basement. Sure. He's, he's getting with the podcast. He's getting more Alex Jones. <laughs> you know where it is like i just kind of say what i believe and i have proof but i can't show you the proof so like the people like us who want to see the proof we don't get to see the proof and <laughs> we just slowly slowly dissolve into madness sounds like mormonism to me and we don't know what we're gonna do next like it's really frightening and we, i don't know what to do with my brain <laughs> so yeah i mean and it's it's tricky that's why when i bring up uh the only person i don't really like you know youtube clearly is is left-leaning and they try and show me like they know I watch Shapiro and Knowles and, you know, I watch Jordan Peterson videos and stuff. And so they'll, they'll try and every once in a while sneak in like a Sam Cedar clip and, they, you know, hey, watch some of this liberal shit, too, guy. And I just can't like, you know, I, there are moments where I, I do agree with my liberal friends or, you know, with with the liberal side of things. I think for many years, marijuana has been one of those things that. Not, maybe the liberals have been pushing for libertarians have been where Republicans are a lot more like. You know, no, that we can't. It's a gateway drug. Um, it's addictive, <laughs> like Delta Eight. Um, you know, like they're pushing for stuff like that, but like it really doesn't feel like like that topic is ever like for me. When I think of the radical left now, the things that really bother me are the critical race theory, the 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 gender ideology, almost the the way we should be raising our kids. Like there almost is this like government intervening of how to raise your children and. You know, like, it's just, like, I I don't want to expose my kids to all this, you know, pride stuff immediately. Like, I want to ease them into it and let them find out later. Like, I want them to, you know, growing up, it was always, you know, boy, girl. And if you find out that, hey, you like boys, that's something we deal with later. But it does seem like <laughs> there should still be like, hey, I'm, I'm your dad. This is your mom. The way we made you, we kind of want that life for you as well. If for if you don't turn out this way, we still love you, but at least we're not going to shove. We're not going to even show you that there are men that kiss men until you ask me about it. <laughs> like I don't want it to be like. I don't want it to be like. Because then it's real. Because then he thought of it on his own. He had that desire. But when they're five and they see that, then do you really know 
Yeah, when if he's, that's what they always when wanted, he's watching or Arthur, just he showed that shit. When he's watching Arthur and the gay teacher is getting married to a man, it's like I don't, I don't like know why. Is he gonna watch that episode of Arthur? Hey, and go, we did survive South Park though. Mm-hmm. You got to I mean, but that show's not for kids. Like that's the other thing is like, <laughs> you know, and that's the argument that I make to a lot of progressives or whatever. Like, you know, when you hear Nickelodeon has like uh, drag queen story time or whatever, like stuff, Oof. like stuff like that is just. Like, I understand why people in the drag community are like, this is great. And I understand, like, I can kind of understand why, like, some some left-leaning parents are like, well, no, you know, we want to expose our children to different things. And this is a safe, fun way to do it. Like, at least there's story time involved. But for me, I look at it and go, no, that's really weird. Like, drag queens, in a way, is like a fun, sexy thing that you should do as an adult. Like... I don't show like people don't show up at bondage stuff and like, hey, <laughs> here's what I'm into. Want to wear my mask with the hole in the mouth? Yeah, like uh, Shaw Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero's daughter. She's one of those burlesque like dancers. Like she she dresses, she, you know, she's like naked and she like whips her friends and stuff for money. Like that's all good and fun, but I don't want to show like we do. We need to show our kids that now, or is that maybe one of those fun adult things that we should save? For when we're like a little older, you know. Well, pedophilia is a sexual orientation, so I don't know. But I, I thought drag queens were getting canceled because uh, people were getting pissed off that like they're a, it. It's not like they're gay trying to dress feminine. Sonic like, Gino says the drama king's wife is great. The drama king's wife is a burlesque dancer. That's Shaw Guerrero. That is who I reference. I guess when I brought up Eddie Guerrero. I should have been more specific and said the drama king's wife because they got married. He out kicked his coverage on that one. I got to give him a lot of credit for like, you know, a, a real pale like alabaster guy to him for him to pull a Latina. I'm very proud of him. <laughs> so but no, it is like drag queens were getting some backlash because I think RuPaul, um, you know, has made a career off of being a woman almost like dressing like a woman appearing in the brain but it, it's not even like it's so exaggerated it's like a character it's not like a oh woman. it's a caricature but yeah it's still cultural appropriation it's still you're exhibiting your sexual appropriation you're still you're still you know exhibiting yourself. as a woman to man trans i am offended no and there are trans people that agree with that where they look at rupaul as mocking people that actually transition exactly. so yeah you can't make everybody happy and i think even rupaul is going to deal with that stuff where it's like, hey, I've made a career off of men dressing like women. Now in 2020, 2021, there's this huge wave of uh, you almost, hey, you should be trans. Are you not trans? You should be. You're enforcing gender roles by assuming you're dressing like a woman should. And everybody, yeah, we're moving towards non-binary. We want to see more men give give birth. Like a lot, like <laughs> All that stuff is why. Oh, why'd you have to remind me of that? I associate all that with the left. Like, it really is. That's all leftist ideology where this is the stuff they didn't like about Trump. You know what I mean? Like, this is the stuff where they were like, hey, we, don't forget about Caitlyn, though. We can't, we can't, <laughs> Ricardo in the chat. Jesus Christ, Felinis, Arthur won't turn Ralphie gay. Trauma will. Don't beat your son. Don't divorce. Don't let him get molested. There's a 99, 99% chance he will be straight. And Beating I, your kid does not turn your kids gay. By I, the way, I don't know. Maybe Ricardo is living from example. I mean, he maybe he wasn't beat, and that's why he likes chicks. So, <laughs> I, and I think maybe divorce does have something to do with it. Like this is, and look, this is all speculation. We're two idiots talking. All right, 
Like that's that's also <laughs> the, the Rogan disclaimer. That's what I'm Rogan. Fucking, yeah, I'm a fucking meathead. I'm an yeah. idiot. So and no, that's this disclaimer. But I did have a friend from a from a one parent household, and she raised her son, and we will say this out loud, to be gay. Like it was just obvious that, like from a very young age, he was wearing high heels and stuff when we would go to pizza, and it's like. And he was our friend's little brother, so it wasn't like we were like, "Hey, bring this this kid." It was like, "Hey, your little brother is dressed like a girl right now, and he's eight, you know." And it's like <laughs> there wasn't ever a resistance to, "Hey, maybe we should put him in boys' clothes." Like, no, it was he was wearing high heels and tights when he was eight years old. So in high school, he was still wearing high heels and tights because that's just what he did his whole life. So I do think there is a little bit of, you know, we talk about. Not transing the it's kids. Nature and nurture. But there is a little bit of sexualizing the kids at a really young age where it's like, oh, it's it's dangerous to dress your boy like a boy. I would argue it's more dangerous to dress your boy like a girl. <laughs> like, because now you're going to get your bullied at now school. Now you're just confusing him. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're already I- identifying with a different uh, biology than what you are. And it really is, like, not child abuse in a way, but it, it is almost you're forcing an ideology on your kid where it's like, no, look, I'm cool. If you dress like a chick, I don't care. And then when they grow up, it's like, no, I was always told it was just cool to dress like a chick. So now I'm 38 years old and I dress like a chick and I'm a man. And yeah, I think that does go a long way in determining your sexuality. Like at a young age, what goes on in your life? You know, if you grow up in a two parent household where it's man and woman, and there's a healthy relationship and you see the way the man takes care of the woman, and the woman takes care of the man. There might be something that, sticks in your brain like i know there's still i know that there are gay people that grew up in normal two-parent households but i'm just saying from some of these examples you can make the argument like look i saw it happen he was wearing a dress at age eight so i think that played <laughs> into his sexual orientation i also don't think i was just thinking how could you wear women's shorts as a man well, I, well, maybe your like, balls being stuck inside of your body doesn't help either. <laughs> maybe the booty shorts I understand, like short shorts I get. Like when I see like Mike, uh, Magic Johnson and Larry Bird wearing those shorts back, oh. I'm always like, those are way more comfortable. I bet. Like that's what shorts were supposed to be. Like completely anti pants. Like uh, <laughs> Jalen Rose and the Fab Five and Michael Jordan with the Bulls, they were the ones who were like, no, the the I don't want to show my knees to anybody, and they started wearing like <laughs> you pants. should see like a little bit of my shin. You should see how little my calves are, okay? You Alan see. Iverson's like, I'm just you see nothing. I'm Kevin Garnett. Take a look at my ba- my Bambi calves, okay? Like, no, <laughs> if you were, I mean, I guess if they were wearing the short shorts, it'd be like, oh, my gosh, he's walking on stilts. But, <laughs> yeah, either way, like, showing the legs is really like, yeah, in the NBA, it's really, really little legs. They should they should consider going back to the short shorts. But How did the NBA not ever have a Booker T dick fall out of shorts moment? There's got it. Well, Vasante Shenko had that moment on <laughs> Fox, like post game, where they were doing interviews, and he's just naked in the locker room <laughs> with his dick out. Like, did he just not even realize I'm naked and there's a camera right there? Like, what do you do? How do you do not? They put realize? a camera in your face. What are you supposed to do? Well, it wasn't even in his face. His his, you know, he just kind of <laughs> was in the oh, shot. I remember that. He was just in the shot with his big old dick hanging out. <laughs> On Fox, <laughs> on SmackDown's channel, just with that huge dong hanging out there. So, I mean, that's, that's... You know that was on purpose. Oh, 100%. Fox is trying I'm to get them ready. this dick on Fox. And you know, as a young man, when I saw that huge black dick, it made me a little gayer. <laughs> and I was like, I need to look more into this. I need to figure that out. But again... It turned you a little gay? But again, that's the argument where it's like, 
I never have those moments. Like, I see big black Fasante Shanko dick and laugh. Like, you know, I'm like, oh, they let his dick go on TV. Like, there's nothing sexual about it. There's nothing curious about it. So you have to think that maybe there is somebody who is gay, and they're they're watching that, and they're like, oh, my gosh, like, that's the first dick I ever saw. I, I mean, you know, I, I wasn't grossed out. Now I'm getting introspective. What does this mean? Am I gay? <laughs> and maybe that does actually go on. I'm not gay, so I can't speak on that. Can't speak from experience on that. Uh, I forgot who. I gotta, I gotta go find it. But the best. We're all on a spectrum, ladies. Okay, everybody's gay, and I can prove it to you. Because when you watch porn, do you watch a guy with a little dick, <laughs> or do you watch a guy with a big? dick? I know, like every comedian, like Ron White, will say that. Like, um, obviously, guys are looking for like the big dick porn. Like that's what you're looking for. <laughs> Um, I'm like, would you watch a girl just masturbate? And it's like, I don't know. You know what I do love about porn is how honest it is. It's almost like the the Republican Party now where it's like, we have gay porn. It's over there. This is straight <laughs> porn. It's right here. Straight porn is classified as man and woman. Okay? Man and woman. That's straight. You're taking a stand. That is straight porn. And it's also girl on girl because we know a majority of you are guys anyway. So even though that's technically gay, we know that you're going to be watching the girl on girl stuff in the straight section. Now, in the gay section, that's where <laughs> there's gay stuff. So if you're not curious about that, don't go over there. <laughs> if you ever feel curious, just turn off the gay filter, and maybe we'll surprise you a little bit. Who knows? It'll be a fun day for you. But well, it's, it's like reverting back to the old days because you used to go into a store where there was sections. Yep. And well, you didn't get. I'm, I'm curious when we get into Walmart because I was just at a Walmart a couple weeks ago and I wanted to buy clothes for me and I'm a man. So I went to the men's section. It was very convenient. And I'm just worried that in 10 years with the way everyone's acting, we're suddenly going to have um, one section. We're going to have one section where it's like I'm going to be looking for bras like, next to boxes. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go to the black T-shirt section and <laughs> hopefully they have man cut or whatever they call it in the future masculine cut or broad shouldered cut um there you go yeah who knows what the fuck they're gonna call it, <laughs> it that, that's the world that i'm worried about living in by the way like that's what i'm worried about like when i when i hear you know when people think that conservatives are all racist and bigots it's not that we're racist and bigots we're just we're worried about the illusion of progress in a lot of ways like that's what i mean like i look at the way and the the one percent of twitter that's loud is influencing what the 99 percent of people that don't agree with happens sure sure like and that and that's the thing is like you hear jack and the, the other lady from twitter i think her name was vidya and she's she's indian or another race so i wasn't sure vidya i think was her name but she she was kind of you know they were they were trying to be as bipolar or as anti-political as possible not left or right like whatever but by doing that they also didn't realize you know because you know, they did a research on trans people and suicide rates. And that's why if you say anything derogatory about trans people, you can get a strike. But if you're someone who writes men are men and women are women and a trans person reports that as, you know, they're flagging it for hate speech. Twitter just agrees with it. Now, it's not hate speech. It's just I'm speaking a biological truth that I believe and it's not harmful to me and, and, and a lot of other people, but because somebody trans flagged it, you're going to mark it as we can't do this anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's all, I don't know, man. It's all bullshit. I like that you posted this article about chemical castration. Like, 
It really is such an odd thing that that used to. It still happens, doesn't it? Isn't it illegal to be gay? It's Michael Jackson, bro. Isn't it illegal to be gay in like Saudi Arabia? Oh, yeah. It's got to. <laughs> I'd say over under probably twenty countries still illegal to be gay. Yeah. Like, but Ricardo is saying if you beat your kids, it won't make them gay. Tell Michael Jackson that. No. His dad made him gay because he chemically castrated him as a kid to preserve his voice. Oh, he wanted it's him. Fact. He wanted it's him. To, he wanted him to keep like the the kid voice. He, the he, falsetto. Yeah, he he wanted to keep that. It's actually a thing. Like it used to be a thing in Italy, like in the 1500s or something. They would castrate boys to keep their high pitched voices. They're called castr, like castrettos or something. <laughs> Castrato. That's, that's like the name of the group of people. Castrato. Stay away from the castratos over there. And that's the turn of white, right? Was the chemical castrate. Because Joe Jackson also realized that there is another process. There is systemic racism in this country, and a black person can only get to, to the top. Like they had a different ceiling than other people. So that's why they, they made sure that, oh, we got to make them white so we'll have a more universal appear, uh, appeal because black people don't get the same recognition, right? Yeah, exactly. He had to be. Was there a more commercialized person than Michael Jackson? Uh, well, that's what I always argue is people always say, like, black people don't, you know, don't do anything in this country. And meanwhile, it's like Ken Griffey Jr. got a video game. Uh, Michael Jordan, big, one of the biggest stars of all time as far as a athlete. Bo Jackson, Bo had those commercials. Like, it's just, it's, it's one-sided. Like, when, when you hear the arguments for why systemic racism does exist, now, I did have an instance, before we go, this will be the last thing. I know I think I said that already. I, <laughs> I was at the grocery store this weekend, and I saw um, an incident. I saw, um, now here's, now, I guess, I guess I'll say it like this. There was a, I'm at the grocery store in the, in the frozen, the frozen veggies section. And this white guy's walking in the aisle, and he's being followed by this, this white guy's probably 60, being followed by this black guy, probably my age, 30. And the black guy's like, no, say what you said. Say it again. And the white guy's like, no, I'm not going to say it again. And the black guy, the black guy says, because it's racist. And the white guy says, no, it's not racist. I just don't have to say anything to you. And the black guy goes, no, you said some racist shit. I want you to say it again. Say it to my face if you're going to say that racist shit. And the white guy goes, I'm done talking to you. Please, please get out of my face. And the black guy, so the, the white guy's holding a hand cart, you know, just one of the hand baskets and the black guy grabs the basket and oh, throws it on the ground and then walks away. Right. And now I watch this whole thing and I'm on, I, I have my phone, like I'm calling Linda, like right before all this happens <laughs> and Linda picks up and I just go, wow, I just saw something at the store. And meanwhile, <laughs> the white guy yells to the front, somebody call the police. <laughs> and he walks up to the front like in a tizzy, like runs up to the front. Um, and I'm on the phone, so I'm, you know, I, I go, I go grab cheese, I go grab whatever I gotta get. And then I'm walking, and I see the black guy, and he's got a shopping cart full of stuff. And Please tell me you fucking asked him what he said. Uh, he so he didn't give me the slur, but I did go up to the guy because I was very curious about <laughs> this exchange. Plus, the guy was wearing an, a little uh, He was wearing an Arizona State University Sun Devil shirt, so I was like, "He's not from here." So let me go talk to this guy and just see what happened. And I just walked up. I said, "Hey, is everything all right?" And he goes, "Man, I, I'm, I work for Instacart. I've been at the store." And he goes, "I went up to one guy and asked him where this product was." And he goes, 
do I look like I fucking work here? And he walked away. <laughs> and he goes like, look, and I'm not from Capel. I'm from Southlake, which, by the way, Southlake is a bougier area than Capel. So <laughs> he's from a bougie-ass area. And even though he's black, he's from a bougie area. So I think these, I think a lot of the people there were like, holy shit, a black guy in Capel? Like, what's going on here? Um, <laughs> which I've seen black people in Capel, but I, I don't know if that's what this white guy was thinking when this black guy went up and asked him a question about where do I find these. <laughs> So then he said that he went up to the next guy and the next guy said, you know, um, like, this isn't your store or something like that. <laughs> and sure, that might not be blatantly racist. Like, hey, this is a whites only sure store. I'm not sure fucking means. Yeah. So he asked, you know, because he went up to this guy and he asked, hey, sir, like, I'm, I'm not I'm not from here. I'm looking for this item. Do you know where it is? And the answer he gets was, well, this isn't your store, so you should leave or something like that. So that's why he followed him because he took that as, oh, I'm black. I can't shop here. The white guy in his, uh, I don't know what cunning linguist, the way he uses his words, you know, that wasn't racist. I never said, you know, like in his head, he's like, I didn't say it was because he's black. So it's not racist. (laughs) So I kind of sided with the black guy in this scenario, right? And I helped him find the missing item he couldn't find, by the way. What was it? It was high chew. Which are like Starburst. Fucking Haichu? Yeah, like Starbursts, but not. So I helped him find those. He could not find those. And Whoever he was getting that food for was high as fuck. Dude, well, I think he was getting it Delta for, 8 for life. There was a lot of Asian stuff in that cart. So I'm not going to make any assumptions, but I'm assuming it was a very Asian family he was delivering these groceries to. So just, then, just imagine their response when the black guy shows up delivered groceries. Oh, yeah, oh, the Chinese people are not going to be fans of that. But, <laughs> but I go up to the self-checkout, right? And I'm checking out as he's at the regular checkout and the police show up and <sighs> the white dude is, has been waiting at the front this whole time. And he says, that's him right there. That's the guy. And the black dude's kind of like, uh, like he sees the cops and he's like, fuck. Like, <laughs> you know, he knows that now this is a thing where he's got to talk to the police. So, um, Hashtag, uh, Never mind. Go ahead. But I'm, but I'm even, so I'm standing there as the, I'm, I saw the incident, right? So I kind of agree. So for, for, here's the, here's the problems. The, the black guy did throw down the cart of, like the guy's cart of groceries. He Okay. Is that assault? Like what? So I don't know if that's considered theft or like aggravated theft because like he ripped it out of the guy's hands. Although the guy hadn't owned the product The guy doesn't yet. own it yet. He doesn't the own it yet. Stuff. But also the only thing that broke was a jar of pickles. So I'm assuming, <laughs> if anything, they're just going to make this guy buy a jar of pickles. Like that's what I think. Hey, you broke this jar of pickles. Can you pay for it? But um, so I'm with the black guy on this. Like I'm like, no, he didn't steal anything. If anything, there should be. No- and I'm also mad at the white guy. For having the fucking police called? Are you serious? Go get you your... have anything else to do? Go get a new jar of pickles, you dick. Now you're waiting <laughs> at Tom Thumb for this fucking guy. You're waiting for police so you can stand there with your arms crossed and go, that's the guy. That's the guy right there. So me and my white ignorance, I, le- I leave. I, I, I go, okay, well. <sighs> you left him hanging, bro. Well. He needed a white friend. So I, so I get in my car and I, I drive you know, to the edge of the parking lot. And then it kind of hits me like, dude, if that guy gets arrested, I'm going to be pissed. Like, let me just go at least tell the cops what I saw and what I heard. And maybe that'll help. Maybe that'll help. <laughs> so so I, I go in and um, I just wait. So I'm standing by the Starbucks 
and I hear this cop talk. There's three cops, so that's the other thing. They send three <laughs> police officers to deal with this one guy. There's three police SUVs, like, and Spliff McGee in the chat says, why is he so quick to violence? I would argue that taking a guy's basket and throwing it on the ground isn't violence necessarily. I think. Uh, how many cops showed up to when Steve Austin fucking trashed a grocery store? Hey, we'll never know. He bailed before they got there. Racism. But how many employees were going, call the cops? Like, <laughs> no, it was, they let him. That's the guy, the bald one. They let him duke it out. So, but, so what ends up happening is I do hear the, one of the police officers talking to another uh, patron and he says, look, <laughs> Even if the guy says something racist, you can't you can't rip something out of someone's hand and throw it on the ground. So since I've been gone, I come back and they're still talking to the black guy, but the white guy is gone. And the police officers are like, we got to go find the guy. Like, where did he go? Because if he's the one <laughs> pressing charges, we got to go find him. Like, I'm a white guy. <laughs> so they, they go walk around and they can't find the guy. So they're like, all right, you're free to go. And the black dude was like, are you serious? Like almost like crying elated with excitement because <laughs> I could just tell he's the only black guy in this grocery store and he's about to get arrested. <laughs> and it's like, oh, can you imagine going to jail? It's like, what'd you do to get in here? This guy called me something racist. So I took his hand basket and threw it on the ground. <laughs> and now I'm in jail. And like, you know, everybody in jail would be like, okay, we got, we're not going to rape you, don't worry. I almost, like, if you're getting arrested for that, I almost, you like, let me at least punch the guy, please. Like, let me at least, act, let me do some actual violence if this <laughs> yeah. is the case. Because all I did was break one jar of pickles. <laughs> like, I really am so sorry about those Vlasics. I'll get you like, a, I'll buy four jars of pickles. Yeah, like, I, I owe that guy a jar of pickles. I don't want to go to jail. Like, that's why I saw, yeah, he got off scotch-free. But I did have my moment of like, I, I did have like that moment of like, uh, like just like liberalness, I guess, where it's like this black guy's going to get arrested and it's going to be a fucking shame. Like I was like <laughs> in that mindset of like, dude, this poor fucking guy. You social justice warrior. And even JT says, so you can call the cops on someone and then just leave before the cops are even finished. Like, isn't that a crime in itself? Isn't that almost like falsifying a police report or cause you know, if you call 911 and you know, you know, not, I don't want to say bomb. You gotta threat. pay for the time for them. Yeah, to be out there. yeah. These cops, you know, they're not driving around for free, dude. It's taxpayer money here. So if you're pulling them away from something else, and you're making them go to a grocery store, and then you leave before you can press charges, I mean, but but honestly, he didn't call nine one one. It was the store. So maybe he assumed, <laughs> ah, he destroyed the pickles. The store will take care of this. So <laughs> yeah. I assume that black guy will not take, uh, will not be going to this Tom Thumb and Capel anymore. I think he's going to be staying to the fucking bougie-ass stores and hanging out in Southlake. And, yeah, Maddie Spice in the chat, yeah, when you boil this down, why did three cops show up for a broken jar of pickles? Like, <laughs> like it really is. Exactly. Like there, So if the crime was ripping the basket out of his hand, then, yes, there is an argument. But What, is the, what crime is that, though? I don't know. Um, it's not even his property, technically. But it is, like... You're being you're being rough with somebody like <laughs> JT, all that is touching somebody assault now. Kind of spitting on someone's assault. Like I mean, it really is this very very thin well, line hey, of you assault. Can fucking catch AIDS. That's assault. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, Spliff McGee and Maddie Spice are saying it might be assault. Like to rip something out of somebody's hands could imply that you're overpowering them, which is a sign of aggression, <laughs> which is assault nowadays. Everything's assault. Public nuisance could be one. Disturbing the peace. Disturbing. Well, I, even destruction of 
uh, private property. <laughs> the pickle jar. I mean, that's Tom Tom's pickle jar. <laughs> they own that pickle jar until somebody buys it. So if you break that pickle jar, that's on you, dudes. So I'm assuming that's what that means. But Causing a ruckus. That seems to be the only thing that these guys can go to jail for anyway. It's just being uh, shopping while black, okay? So he <laughs> so he, he couldn't find the high chew. Somebody said something racist. He snapped. But everyone's better for it. I think we're all better what people is, for this it. This isn't your store even mean. What is I that? Think it's not your store either. What do you own? Are you a stockholder? Oh, when, when I... fucking store is this? I don't know. You know, I and I don't even know because... When you talk about retail, there is a lot of like, who owns these pickle jars? You know, because even even though Vlasic <laughs> might have been the brand, they're probably part of a bigger organization like, um, you know, Procter and Campbell or whatever, Nestle, like all of this shit. You know, all of it should be taken into account. I mean, in California, he could have had a broken a nine hundred ninety nine dollars worth of shit in a basket and not even got in trouble that's Just true as long as he was in san francisco he would have gotten away with this shit like i don't know why uh, nobody knows why he tried to do it in capel that was his issue like that was his downfall like don't do it in capel this is something that you need to do like yeah n- not here okay don't do this here do this in a different time stream so zach we did it we've been going for way too long I wanted to do 90 minutes. Here we are at 10 or at 11:30 p.m. my time, so it's about that time to ride off into that glorious, glorious sunset. Proved to me, honor is real. Proved. Did somebody just really give me? Oh, manna is real. The the torch, the Olympic torch, has been passed. <laughs> Thank you, Spliff McGee. I really do appreciate it. So Zach, like I said, we will be back. You and I will be back on Thursday. Uh, maybe a little less red pill. Maybe a little more. Uh, we'll do hour number one will be football, hockey, baseball, Olympics, obviously. And then hour two will be wrestling. I'll bring it back one night only this Thursday. So I'll watch Raw, I'll watch Impact. Probably not Impact on Thursday, but I'll review what's been going on in Impact. So, so we'll, I will be here one hour. <laughs> you will be here for a single hour. I think that's I think it's good timing. <laughs> and uh, you'll be here for hour zero, obviously. So as soon as we log on and the mics go live, We'll just start recording and we'll see what we get. That's but what you got to title it. Hour zero. Hour zero. That's what Jim and them calls it. I think that's what Bleedies is going to call it. I do have Subscribestar. I will start uploading things there. Uh, I don't have to work at the warehouse tomorrow. So there should be some free time. There should be some upload time. So we will do that. And then um, <laughs> I think we got in here, Maddie Spice. We need the Geno tag in for hour two. That's typically what happens. You leave, and then Gino hits me with the videos, my friend. Skype will be open this Thursday as well. Skype's open right now. Bleedies on Skype. Everybody, enjoy your night. I will see you tomorrow for the whole effing show. Good night. Thursday for sure, Tyla. Tomorrow's being Kev. You crawl in there.
Transistor.